Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. This is Minister Ginger London. I want to thank you so much for joining me on this Saturday morning. We are excited. We have a special guest um, on the show this morning. And as you know, during the month of March, we have been doing um, a series of shows on celebrating National Women's History Month. And we've been interviewing women who have been doing great things in their community, in their homes, on their jobs, uh, with their businesses. We've interviewed authors. We have some entrepreneurs that are coming up in a couple of days. Um, We have interviewed women who have come through some challenging struggles uh, from their childhood years as young girls all the way into their adults and have and who have testified how God has brought them out of some horrific situations and now they are being used in ministry they are authors they are business owners um some are still being healed and some have been healed and moved on and now helping other young girls women uh to progress beyond um uh their pains and so I'm excited of what has taken place so far on a series of uh during this series of shows and celebrating uh National Women's History Month. Um today we have a very special guest with us who is an author who also has a powerful, powerful testimony, um, Karen Doughty and we're excited. She's uh presently living in the Baton Rouge area and she'll tell you a little bit more about herself in just a moment. But as we um always do we open up with a word of prayer and I'm gonna come back um, after prayer and share with you um, a little bit about her, and then I'm going to invite her uh, to uh, give her testimony, and we're going to get right into what's going on with her now in her life and how God is using her uh, to be uh, a blessing uh, to um, other women uh, in society and uh, in what she's doing. So let's have a word of prayer. Let's We're going to come back and get right in. Uh, to the uh, the show. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now. We honor you, O oh God. We bless your name. And Father, I humbly come before you. I decrease as the Holy Spirit increases. As we go forth on this show on this morning, Lord God, I pray that everyone who's listening by internet or by phone who have experienced some type of sexual childhood sexual abuse or sexual abuse or any kind of abuse will have an ear to hear what you're saying this morning. Father, I pray that we our words will be on assignment and that we will be agents of change that can bring hope to their lives as we talk today about this um, horrific um, 
perpetration on the lives of many. I thank you, Father God. And as we talk about even today on how a woman can live victoriously, uh, even uh, in her life today after abuse or just to live victoriously, we thank you that you'll give us the words to share with the listening audience. I um, humble myself. I pray that there will be rich blessings coming upon Karen's life as a result of being a guest on today's show, that people will purchase her book, Lord God, and that many doors of opportunity will open up so that she can connect with even many more people globally to get the word out and to help bring healing and hope into the lives of those who have experienced this tragedy in their lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So once, amen. So once again, thank you so much for joining us on uh, this morning, uh, and we're going to have a powerful show on this morning. And I want you to, if you're in the chat room, I want you to definitely post your comments so that we can address any concerns that you have um, uh, during the show. But we definitely want to be able, and if you're listening by phone, we'll tell you a little bit later how we'll, uh, we're we going to bring you on live to take your comments and uh, your questions. And so um, I'm just excited about um, this show. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about Karen, and then we're going to move right into uh, the show. She is a native of New Orleans, Louisiana, but she currently resides in Baton Rouge, um, and she moved to Baton Rouge, is residing in Baton Rouge after Hurricane Katrina displacement. And so we, we like her being here, but she's here as a result of being displaced by Hurricane Katrina's uh, tragedy. And so while holding on to her true passion, she edifies, she exalts, and she encourages others. And she holds a bachelor's a BA degree from Southern University at New Orleans, Louisiana in social work and a master's in criminal justice with a concentration in uh, corrections from Southern University A&M College of Baton Rouge, my alma mater. She um, is an avid volunteer for the Sexual Trauma Awareness and Response Center, uh, which is now is now STAR, but it was formerly it was called the Rape Crisis Center. Uh, when she's on the crisis line, she counsels victims of rape, and adult survivors of child sexual abuse. She is also a member of the Louisiana Foundation Against Sexual Assault. Um, her platform has expanded uh, to the masses via her radio talk show, the Lighthouse Rescue Radio Ministry Broadcast. I like that title for that show. It is a beacon of light and a source of inspiration for victims of sexual assault and adult survivors of child uh, sexual abuse. Uh, she's also, also the community at large will be educated about sexual abuse, so she, uh, so uh, that she can, so that they can react responsibly uh, about the reality of it. And I like that the, the community at large has to be educated. You know, sometimes we just guess at what we we uh, we think that is and how people should respond or be. You know, as adults, they should get over it. You know, and so I'm going to bring Karen on. Karen, welcome to the show. I'm so excited about you being here. Well, good morning, and thanks for having me. I am excited as well. Amen. So I want you to uh, tell us a little bit uh, about yourself. Give us your background and maybe your testimony, and then after we talk a little bit about you, we're going to get into talking about the book. Well, that introduction was well said. However, uh, yet again, I am the author of Empower to Uproot the Seed of Abuse and also the founder of the Lighthouse Rescue Radio Ministry Broadcast. I am an avid uh, volunteer for the Rape Crisis Center, <clears throat> excuse me, 
and uh, also a member of LaFasso, which is the Louisiana Foundation Against Sexual Assault. Now, this source of energy comes from my passion to serve, and my t- testimony allows that uh, to set the stage for my t- testimony. It actually began when I was as young as four years old. In fact, it is vivid today as yesterday, and every gory detail actually is still there today. It has to do with me being molested as young as four years old yet again. Of course, I can't share the details because of its graphic nature, but I can say this. It was ugly. <laughs> but perhaps mm-hmm. defining sexual abuse can kind of uh, paint the bigger picture. You know, sexual abuse is when an adult or older adolescent uses a child for sexual stimulations with behaviors ranging from perpetrators saying suggestive statements towards a child to actual body contact. I experienced that body contact. And it was repeated as well by other uh, perpetrators. But it wreaked havoc on my life well into my adulthood, and it caused me to live less a life, or worse, I should say, uh, than those that had not been abused. But um, I do have victory. Triumphantly, I overcome, overcame, matter of fact, with the power of God. It would have been impossible otherwise, and this is my reason for doing all that I am doing today. Okay, okay. You know, and um, you, um, listen. Don't save our listening audiences. We've had some sisters that came that came on a few days ago or through this series, and mm-hmm. they shared some. Um, you know, and of course, be comfortable with that. But they shared some of their examples, so our audience is already prepared. Uh, wow. You know, yeah, we've had one lady talk about you know the uh, the sexual and physical abuse that was done to her from being hung mm-hmm. up in in a closet upside down with a rope by by her ankles. Wow. You know, I mean, just horrific stuff. The you know objects being used on her. Uh, one lady uh, came on, an apostle came on, talked about being sexually molested by uh, two of her family members and how they would do it back to back and bring her wow. in the bathroom and you know have her on the floor and cover it so we make noise. I mean, it's just you know when you when you when when this uh, when people open up and um, give you their there's somebody that's listening. Mm-hmm. Thinks that you know, wow, this is I'm the only person this is happening to, and it's bad, it's horrible. The it stuff is. that goes right. on in the mind of a perpetrator. I mean, mm-hmm. who some of that stuff they come up with a, a, mm-hmm. a safe and well, you know, balanced mind would never think of that stuff. You know, it's demonic. Uh, right, that's right. Just horrific. You'd be like, who would think of that? You know, That's but right. the wow. the enemy, the, the satanic, demonic forces behind it would think of it. Because the whole That's purpose right. is to destroy your life, to take That's your right. joy, to break your spirit down, to rob from you one of the most precious gifts that God placed on the inside of you, male and female. Because mm-hmm. even when men have been sexually molested, it is they are robbed of the most special part of their being, not just that, that intimate contact, but uh-huh. your self-esteem is stolen from That's you. Correct. Your joy, That's you know, your ability to think correctly, you, you develop irrational beliefs, you know, distorted That's thoughts, correct. all because somebody decided that they were going to make you their prey. Wow. And so uh, we're going to really, you know, I want you to be comfortable with the details that you share uh, from your own personal testimony, but in a in a general sense of talking mm-hmm. about it, uh, we're going to be graphic, you know, because there's somebody, wow. you know, that uh, that actually I needs don't to want, hear, right? That that needs to hear it, but you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to you know. Uh, one lady, when she talked about being hung upside down in a closet, there was some mm-hmm. things that she didn't share because she was still healing. And she, wow, said that, right. she said, I'm still healing, so I can't okay. talk about it. But I want, mm-hmm. but in a general sense, I want us, you know, even if we just give examples 
uh, okay. of other scenarios. Because I'm sure there's something, like even for me in counseling, whatever, I, there are things that I've, stories I've heard that it's just beyond belief. You know, wow. and so without wow. calling names, we can get, because the Bible says right. it's do under the sun. So there's That's some, correct. something that somebody's going through. I want you to know you're not the only one going through it. And as horrible as it is, there's a way out. You know, That's and correct. sometimes as a child, though, you know, the only way out is 911. But there's mm-hmm. so much fear that has been impo- imposed upon them that if you tell anyone, I'll do this, or they'll never believe you, you know. And that's been going on for centuries. That's correct. You know, and we still sometimes, you know, as sometimes adults still don't seem to understand that that adult that is violating that child, they're mm-hmm. not just having sex and walking off. There's a fear mm-hmm. component that is involved in the act. You know, and that is, I have to get you scared of me. That if you say anything, I'm going to do this. Nobody's going to believe you. Whatever that, whatever they're saying, it mm-hmm. paralyzes that kid where they don't say anything. And that is, that is so. Yeah. Well, if you allow me, I'll, I will back yeah. up a little bit. Uh, specifically, at the age, the very young age of four years old, and there's something how your mind um, contains such information, yeah. you know, from, from so long ago. And I recall, I mean, very vivid. Uh, uh, matter of fact, the neighbor he lived he lived on the third floor of my grandmother's uh, home, and he led me upstairs. Of course, I was reluctant to go with him because apparently, you know, being that young, it, I was aware, you know, what he was capable of, you know. But being yet again being that young, mm-hmm. could not defend myself. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I went along with him and. And he laid me, matter of fact, on his kitchen floor, and he pulled, you know, my my clothes down, Mm -hmm. and he didn't penetrate me, but what he actually did was, oh, it was just so, it was just unbelievable, you know, the things that Mm -hmm. he did. Right, right. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that just was for his his gratification. Of course, you know, sexual abuse has to do with control. Right. It has to do with him needing that power himself, but what they do, they use sex as a, a tool. But to, um, you know, empower themselves, in other words. Right. So, actually, I'm lying on the floor. Yet again, this little, and it's just unimaginable unimaginable to be that little. And, you know, you know, just taking uh, what is being done. But thank God that he didn't penetrate me, but he did touch me in areas that um, he shouldn't have. I recall, right. uh, yet again, vividly. And I'm saying vividly because I am 49 now. So that was actually 45 years ago. And I can see myself right there on that place, on mm-hmm. that floor right now. And he over me, and I can't even see his face. And, of course, he's not here today. But I, I, can't, I can't see his face, but I know, you know, these details. And he actually... Um, Put saliva in his in his hand and you know uh, 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 wipe right. in, in between my right. legs and you know right. so that he can continue doing what he was doing. I don't know if it made you know I did not understand right. sex. I didn't understand what he was doing, but these are the things that he was doing. And then the same person I recall, you know, just like as I said, we live in a, a, a complex building. So yet again on the second floor, this was in between his home and my grandmother's home, and uh, he had me up, you know, being little. So he had me heist up in the air, up against the wall. Now you know I don't, rec- I don't, you know I, I can't right. even. Oh, it's just unimaginable. You know, just like you say, the things that they do. But that yes. was the case, and these things are, um, you know, still just there. Just I mean, it still exists. Uh, 
I, I don't carry it in my mind because if I carry it in my mind, it would it just like you say paralyze me and I couldn't right. go forward. But I had to dismiss that because as long as you continue to hold those things, it will build strongholds and keep you connected to what happened. So of course I do not carry that around with me, but it is still there for such a time as this and for such a time as my writing my book. But these are the things that happen. You know, on another occasion, um, you know, I was touch again, yet in places that I shouldn't have been touched. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these things happen by perpetrator, perpetrator, by perpetrator. And I think they become a target. Perpetrators, Mm -hmm. you know, they groom their their victims, so they they know good well that, yeah, she's going to be mine next. And these are the things that they do, and they just do all these things that sex contains, uh, consists of, rather, you know, to to the victim. I mean, any gratification that they can get from the victim, they will do so. So this is uh, this this definitely my story, and it stuck with me for years, and uh, it caused me to it really wreak havoc in my life, and caused me to you know low self esteem. I mean, there's a long list of uh, effects, uh, symptoms, if, yeah. if you would call them, that comes along with it. Uh, self harm, you know, we become become destructive to ourselves. You know, uh, relationship problems. Uh, I suffer PTSD, depression. Suicidal ideation wasn't enough. I actually made that attempt because I wanted the, the misery was just overwhelming. You know, I tried to live as best I can, and, and these the, the, this list that I'm calling out mm-hmm. is actually um, surviving. So these are this is the way I survived. But lo and behold, I learned that I can overcome, and you know that we overcome by the the word of uh, the blood of. Uh, the land, the word about mm-hmm. testimony. You know what I mean. So that's why mm-hmm. that's why I am where I am today because of the blood of Jesus. Amen, amen. I'm telling you, it's it's a horrific, horrific yes, thing. It is. It's you know, and you know, sometimes we, like I said, we minimize it, especially mm-hmm. when you know it happened to you maybe at four, five, six, seven, and now here mm-hmm. you are, forty nine, and people don't seem to understand. You know, how could you still be thinking about that? Well, that's that was right. the whole purpose. Uh, the mm-hmm. violation, not just uh, the, along with the control, um, the sexual mm-hmm. gratification, mm-hmm. the that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's and correct. what that does is it kills everything in you. You're still That's living, correct. but it kills your spirit. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it steals away your virginity. It steals away uh, the joy uh, of. Correct. Of sex that God intended for in marriage, because even I'm sure you've seen this in your counseling, women who've mm-hmm. been sexually abused as a child, they go on and get married, and they still struggle with sexual gratification. Of course, of course. Yeah, they still they still struggle with it in their marriages, and the, the usually the husband doesn't know you know where that's uh, where that's coming from because we you mm-hmm. know she doesn't talk about it a lot. You know she that's keeps the case. yeah she keeps it quiet and she doesn't. Uh, say anything until later on when it gets be you know out of control so to speak or you know like we got to do something or else. That's you know. correct. That's correct. Well, you know uh, the first thing um, victims do they harbor guilt and shame. They really blame themselves for allowing right. that to happen, as well as you know the, the shame comes along with the nature of the act that takes place. This is something that's not supposed to be um, done to a child, and and how could you communicate that? So this is where the shame comes in, and you cannot even communicate what happened. It was almost difficult for me to communicate just now what happened, but it's necessary that you go through this because you know yet again the nature of what is going on. It's almost, uh, you know, hard to come up out of your mouth. Right. So this this is the case. So that's why uh, that's the two things that definitely happen with the victim. They hold up this guilt and shaming, and this is another thing that keeps them from going from going forward. 
Absolutely. And it's, you know, um and when you think of, when you think about it, when you think about a child being abused, like you said, there is no form. You don't have any way to defend yourself at four years old. You don't That's have right. no defense tactics. You don't even know the screen. You know? That's correct. You don't even know the scream. You learn the screaming part when somebody teaches you. First, they have exactly. to teach you about the private areas of your life, and then That's they have to correct. teach you don't let anybody touch it. Then they have to come and say, if they touch it, scream. So you have That's to go correct. through a learning process as That's a kid. Correct. Yeah, because you don't, you don't really just, as a kid, doesn't really just know that, you know, know the scream. You know what I'm saying? I believe God has something built in us. That we mm-hmm. know is wrong. We figure out That's whether correct. it's whether it's the pain wow. from that penetration. We know mm-hmm. that uh uh-uh. uh no mm-hmm. wait a minute you know mm-hmm. but because we the the child hasn't developed cognitively yet. There's no mental mm-hmm. development. There's no wow. uh, vernacular uh uh vocabulary built up. You know I only know what I know at four right. You know I'm, I'm, I'm really just learning how to spell my name. Come on you know on. Come on, and recognize that. you know the letter G is for ginger. Come on. So I'm recognizing on. that when I see that red thing with that stem, that's an apple, you know, Come on uh, uh, I'm like, wow. uh, you ask me what my name is there for, and I can say Ginger Denise London. But Come you say on. spell it, you be like, hmm, <laughs> you know really? what, spell it. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is the case. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So when you look at what's going on at four, what's going on at five, even seven. Come on now. At seven, that's I'm right. in- I'm in elementary school, but I'm not in sex school, okay? So Come I on don't know. <laughs> what I, sometimes I don't even know how to verbalize it to you. You know how I give it back to you the way you gave it to me as a parent. So if you Thank say you. don't let anybody touch your private parts, when I get ready to tell you, when I if if you know, oh. if I'm not scared to tell you, I'll say my private parts were touched. I can't even Come formulate on. the correct sentence Thank to you. even uh, elaborate wow. on what happened? I can only give it back to you the way you gave it to me in teaching me, you know, to tell you when somebody touches me the wrong way. You know, and that, that is ahead. so. And I would like also like to add, you know, forty five years ago, you know, we had the um, authority, adults are in authority. So guess mm-hmm. what? We definitely had to look up to them. We had to listen to them. You know, so whatever they said, do we did. And that that is a valid point that you're making about not knowing. You know, you haven't even developed those skills to understand. Did not even understand. I could not even associate sexual abuse with um what was what happening to me. I didn't know that that was sexual abuse. I had no idea that it was abuse. It, I didn't learn that it was abuse until I became 18 years old and into college of yeah. social work. So I mean, all these years I'm still carrying that with that, and didn't realize it was abuse. So yes, it takes some teaching. That's why it's so important that you know it, uh, the community is educated about this because so many people are ignorant to sexual abuse as a whole. Right, absolutely, and we and and the, the, some are ignorant to it, and then some are just uh, you know in denial. Because mm-hmm. they don't want they don't want to have to deal with addressing the issue, you know. That's right. if, a, if, if a mother knows that her, um, what is it, uh, uh, four year old or five year old uh, daughter is being abused, then the best way for me to not to have to address the issue is I now sweep it under the carpet and pretend like I don't mm-hmm. know. That's correct. That's correct. And then in some cases, the mother has been abused also. So then right. this become, you know, uh, this is how we do it. You know, I, I call it a this is how we do it syndrome. You know, it, it didn't happen from family. You know, it becomes a mm-hmm. cycle. 
and it happened from family to family. And, you know, you just go ahead and we're going to deal with this and not deal with it because you're not dealing with right. it. Right, you're, you're not dealing with, with it. it. Right, you're living right. with it. Right, exactly. you live with it, and mm-hmm. I have seen in the past, uh, in the past, is that you have some mothers who have been sexually abused, and their daughters get abused, and they don't deal with it because they're still angry and bitter that nobody helped them, and so right. they step mm-hmm. back, knowing that they have the ability to help the child, and they refuse mm-hmm. to do it because mm-hmm. nobody didn't help you. Well, when you go wow. back forty, fifty, let's say sixty years, when you go back that mm-hmm. far back. First of all, there were no laws on the book. That's number one. That's right. So secondly, uh, there were there was no teaching on this. You That's know, right. there you there were no rape crisis lines and no uh, no no abuse <laughs> lines. So really, if a mother would go all the way back, especially when she's older, sixty something, mm-hmm. seventy something years old, you have the the Bible says that the men of Issachar were wise because they understood the times. In other words, oh, they understood wow. the times they were living in. So when you mm, go back, when you, as an older mother, if you listen, when you go back and look at the era that you grew up in, you have to say, well, I, you know, okay, mm-hmm. as an adult, now I can reflect back and say, I didn't receive the help because, number one, people weren't educated mm-hmm. That's in, right. you know, That's about right. this particular perpetration. There was nothing on the books, especially if you African-Americans mm-hmm. can't call the white cops mm-hmm. and think they're going to come and do anything to your brother, your sister, your daddy, your mama, anybody. Because we weren't mm-hmm. seen, you know, they didn't even respect us. We weren't seen as human. And so what we did was animalistic. They don't could care less. You know, That's so when you go all the way back to the 30s mm-hmm. and the 40s and even parts mm-hmm. of the 50s and early 60s, nothing was being done about this. Yes, you, know, you didn't have a chance. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a chance. Everything And, and the way that uh, the family unit kept you in that bondage was what goes on in this house stays in this house. Mm-hmm. And so you're being told that, you know, don't you tell anybody, you know, mm-hmm. we, we just don't get through it. Get through it That's was keeping right. it under the carpet. It wasn't talking about it. It wasn't no. dealing with it. It wasn't seeking any help. You know, you didn't get your son um, in the counseling anywhere because counseling That's has been right. out there for a minute. But no, because you start, they saw it as somebody being crazy or whatever when mm-hmm. they go get help. Well, okay, he is a little crazy if he's raping his sister. So That's go correct. get him some help, you know. That's but correct. so now you grow up thinking nobody in my family would help me. You were mm-hmm. too scared to tell anybody at school because, like you said, eventually now the shame and the guilt, and now mm-hmm. thinking because, you know what, he didn't come in my room one time. He keeps come coming on. in my room. And so that's it right. must be something that I'm doing that's making him to making him continue come. to come in come here. On. You that's know, correct. and so... Yeah, and so now as a young uh, a young girl or young boy, you're trying to again with limited cognitive ability. You have no mm-hmm. ability to mentally process what you're going That's through. Right. So now your mind is now getting to kick up distorted uh, thinking or erroneous. Mm-hmm. It must be something I'm doing. That's you correct. You know, so as a kid, the, the kid is thinking it must be something I'm doing. It must be something. Mm-hmm. I, okay, why does he keep coming in here? You mm-hmm. know, That's right. and so. Now it's like, who do I tell? Mm-hmm. So, what um, uh, what have you, what have you, I'm bouncing around, uh, as a counselor on the on the mm-hmm. on the crisis line, you know, what are some of the distorted views or beliefs that maybe you see uh, women have as a result of being violated? That what is the distorted thinking that they have? Like we talked about, you know, maybe it was my fault. What are some of the other things that they say? Well, uh, uh, matter of fact, many of them deal with um, promiscuity. 
mm-hmm. you know, we also um, deal with uh, sleep disorders, and that comes with the nightmares, the flashbacks, mm-hmm. you know, all these things that um, goes on th- during the night, you know, late in the midnight hour, as right. they say, you know, how I mean, uh, that'd be our darkest hour, and, mm-hmm. you know, you're alone, you know, and all these things, uh, you know, come back to you, so you're yet again living with it. Um, alcohol and drug abuse uh, as well. That's another issue, and as well as, you know, there are so many people that are in prison as a result of this. You know, you have these distorted, matter of fact, I don't see the world once upon a time. I did not see the world as a a child who had not been abused, see mm-hmm. the world. So, I mean, my world is just negative. So then all these negative forces goes along with it, and I, all my my choices are, um, are unhealthy. So I make all these unhealthy choices and, and and it caused me to live out these effects. This is what is a call. I'm affected by this thing, and this is hap- this is what happened as a result of being affected. You know, I'm avoiding confrontation, um, even self harm. You know, there's there are many people. Matter of fact, I talked to two uh, women just the other day who said they actually they cut in. You know, they cut in to minimize the right. pain that they were going through. So they uh, in promiscuity. Uh, I mentioned, I did mention that, and you know, there's this self destructive behavior. This is mm-hmm. something that they do. Everything is just, you know, what it's like. What the enemy did not do, I'm gonna do myself. Right. In other words, so any mm-hmm. anything imaginable that right. I can do to myself to hold myself because this is this not that is learned behavior. This is what you call learned behavior because. Right. Abuse is negative, so then that's what I learn. I learn everything negative, and guess what? I take it all out on myself. So I right. mean, the, I mean, imagine the, the actions that took place so many years ago. Okay, those actions stuck with me, and then you know that that's more or less a roadmap. This is something that I follow now. This is something. This is. I mean, because if you're teaching your child, what, what does the Bible say? Train up a child in the way that you mm-hmm. should go. Okay, so that is a training process, and especially if this is something that is repeated. You keep doing, okay, so this is what it's done. Although it's negative, although I'm reluctant, although this is not what I want, but guess what? This, and then what do you shape in your world? You're being formed, you're being shaped. So that, then this is what this is what I'm going to carry on. This is the way I'm going to live my life out. And all these effects, some people, that this is what becomes overwhelming, and this is what causes the, the, the idea of suicide, you know, to escape mm-hmm. all these things that I'm dealing with. So it is very difficult. It's very horrific. It is a devastation to the victim. And, you know, I say kudos to those who overcame because it is a battle. It is yes. definitely a battle. It's a battle. Um, with um, with the ladies that you talk to, what is how what are some of the words or sentences that they use to describe themselves? Well, um, first of all, I was in awe because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about my situation and mine wasn't as horrific as theirs. But when they were telling me about the cutting, when she, she mm-hmm. almost cut her arm off, almost cut her leg off, I'm like, wow. You know, I just was quiet mm-hmm. and just let her talk because it was just unbelievable that she had, uh, you know, dealt with so much. And she was uh, hospitalized for, for four years, matter of fact, in a psych ward. I mean, she just, mm-hmm. she, and she was free to say these things. And, you know, we were talking about sexual abuse. And she, I, uh, matter of fact, I was not even aware because of what she is today. 
you know, old as she is today, I had no clue that she had been abused. So mm-hmm. she just volunteered that information, and she spoke that candidly about it, that, yes, I was abused. I'm familiar with the um, effects. I was somewhat ignoring her because I, I knew she was going there, and, I, you know, I was somewhat ignoring her because this, this was not somebody that I was counseling. This was just another woman that I was talking with. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And she just okay. began to volunteer that information, and you know, because she's aware of the book. Because, you know, right. on Facebook, she's aware of the book, so then I guess they gave her, you know, right to speak, and she just opened up and started speaking about, well, yeah, I'm familiar with that. And I'm kind of closing my ear trying to ignore what she's saying because I didn't want to come out and ask her, but then she volunteered, and she went along and started speaking about her experience and saying that how she was affected, and she was affected, um, what effects caused her to be um, hospitalized. She, as You know, as I say, she was cutting and burning herself. She was, um, as well as um, she became a prostitute. So I was definitely in awe because, you know, victims, we don't all, you know, the, the symptoms vary from person to person, and it de- depends on the severity of mm-hmm. the right. abuse. You know what I mean? And, you know, we all deal with things differently. You know, even uh, in my book I have a chapter that's saying how we process abuse. So we also process that information uh, differently, and then that's how these effects, uh, you know, arise. So uh, this was Mm-hmm. This was ahead, definitely the case mm-hmm. for her. No, that was yeah. the case for her, and I was just definitely in awe because, you know, that's something that I did not experience. Um, not to say that I didn't experience any effects, but that was the case. So I speak about right. ripple effects as well. So, um, yeah, these things are definitely um, a sure thing as far as, you know, being abused is concerned. Absolutely. You know, and uh, I talk to people sometimes, and, and I tell them all the time, when you look at, because you mentioned that she had become a prostitute, you know, when you, mm-hmm. th- there are so many different um, consequences of being sexually abused, right. you know, even physically abused as a child. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's when you see those ladies out on the street, it's not just somebody who just, you know, trying to make, trying to pay their tuition in college. That's right. You know, That's or correct. trying to put food on the table for their kids. It's those, some of those ladies who feel like, you know, this is this is all I know. It's learned behavior. That's right. This is all That's I know. I've been violated. I've been perpetrated all my life. So guess That's what? That's right. I'm a, in her mind, that distorted thinking, I'm going to go out here and make some money. That's you know. right. On this, and not realize she. I'm sorry, that's what she thinks she's doing, but she's actually acting out what happened to her. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. She actually thinks that's what she thinks she's in control, and she mm-hmm. actually thinks that that's what she's doing. And the bottom line is, all you're doing is uh, number one, acting it out again, and then allowing mm-hmm. it to happen again. The only thing is, that's the guy's correct. paying you. That's correct. That's correct. The guy's that, paying. That was a good point where you're saying that she feels that she's in control because she's being paid for it. Right. You see what I'm saying? She so, thinks she's in definitely. control because she's mm-hmm. being paid for it. But, mm-hmm. you know, and, and regardless of what they may say out in the open privately as that prostitute, she still mm-hmm. comes back to that shame and that guilt. And and the way you know that is because some of those ladies that are in on the streets eventually end up in some type of maybe uh, addiction of some kind, alcohol mm-hmm. addiction, drug addiction, trying to numb the feeling of having that. to go mm-hmm. back through what already wow. has happened in the past, and so in order for me to stay on these streets, I got uh-huh. to now numb myself. That's correct. Because I'm picking up these strange guys. I'm going through this again. Now I got to mm-hmm. numb myself so I can actually carry this act out. Because That's I got to take myself out of the reality of I got some issues I'm not dealing with. Uh huh. So when somebody asks me about it, who are you to judge me? You know, and That's they try right. to you know we hear we and and I um 
people make those ladies and men as well, you know, when they're dealing with certain things, they deal, they come behind that with those comments. But we got to step up and say, you know, I've been given righteous uh, authority to judge your situation. This is mm-hmm. not good. Right. What you're doing is not good. You know, mm-hmm. this is not the plan that God mm-hmm. has for your life. This is not the best way to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I know something happened to you, but you're not in control. You right. Know? Because again, right. they're functioning from limited knowledge. They have a lack mm-hmm. of knowledge. All they know is what they've learned from being right. abused and the, the consequences of it, the pain from it, the uh, mm-hmm. the rejection, you know, because mm-hmm. some of those sisters, when they told somebody and they were told they were lying. That's right. That's right. You know, some people, some ladies have or men have been sexually abused as kids, mm-hmm. and when they went to those parents or went to the, the parental guardian, that person said, "I don't believe you." That's right. You're not telling the truth. He wouldn't mm-hmm. do anything like that. You that's know, correct. knowing all the while that that joker messed up, he would do it. But they put all the blame. And so right there is where I'm taking the blame coming on because my grandmother said that I wasn't telling the truth. My mom uh-huh. said. That the truth. So I must be at fault because I trust them. That's correct. You know, so um so it's it's such you know, it's such a uh, oh my god, you could talk for days and days and days about really? <laughs> how child abuse affects a person's life, all the way down to you know, like you said, the lady has started cutting herself, mm-hmm. you know. Um and, and it goes into it brings on a lot of mental health issues. You know, sure it brings enough. You know, and my God, and even when they're doing that and you're talking to them, you know, if they if, if they haven't started a healing journey of some kind, they're going to try mm-hmm. to convince you that they're right. That's you know, right. that it's okay for me to cut myself because mm-hmm. look what else happened to me. So I mm-hmm. must be bad. Something must be wrong That's with right. me. It takes a lot to penetrate and get a breakthrough. You know, you've got to. Right. The, you know the counselor or the the uh the person working with that individual has to be saturated in prayer you know because it takes a lot when they get that to that place, correct it's a lot to cause a breakthrough to occur that's that well, you know what yeah wow go ahead in my situation you know i didn't learn that uh, sexual abuse has to do with my behavior it took mm-hmm. some years for me to learn right. that i mean i was well into adulthood and what happened uh as i spoke of the depression it was just so overwhelming until i was hospitalized for that and that's when my breakthrough began my breakthrough began when i learned that i was depressed but then there's a culprit for depression so then we had to learn you know go back to my childhood to find out okay what happened so then that's when that revelation came out about the and then the, you know you could connect the dots so mm-hmm. then i went to therapy and therapy was not um helpful so mm-hmm. i took it upon myself <laughs> me God, the Holy Spirit because you just like you say you have to know how to deal with this that's why Another person who's been there could best serve those that are there today because otherwise you wouldn't know how to, to approach it. And I learned on my own how to, you know, renew my mind, of course. Of course mm-hmm. you have to forgive. And maybe I'm ahead of myself and give you time. You, know, you may want to mm-hmm. ask that Go question, ahead. you know. <laughs> but, you know, th- this is definitely a process. You know, you have to acknowledge what happened. And being the fact that it it happened was not enough. You have to acknowledge that it happened. You have to make it known to yourself. Yes. You don't mm-hmm. have to verbalize it to, you know, the world. But you have to make it known to, okay, this is what happened to me. Okay, now how am I going to deal? 
deal with it. Then you need to forgive and forget. And forgiving is the hardest thing for so many people. You know, what forgiveness mm-hmm. does is dismiss the strongholds that build you or keep you connected to right. uh, the, that person. So mm-hmm. you have to forgive for yourself. This does not have anything to do with the perpetrator. You have to forgive and you have to let that go. Then you have to renew the mind. And that's where my um my journey of healing began when I began to renew my mind. And, you know, that that was a process. This is something that did not happen overnight. It took some time, but it was worth the journey. And yes. that, yet again, that's why I am healed today. You know, and you said, um, you know, it's interesting you said, and I was another lady a few days ago, and said mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, therapy didn't help her, didn't help her. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I would say, I don't know what year you went in, went to therapy, but it had, that profession has advanced tremendously, you know, okay. Um, okay. In, in, in helping. You know, it all goes back to, um, let's step away just for a minute, if you are a professional. What mm-hmm. determines if you are good at what you do, is how you apply yourself in the profession, right? Mm-hmm. right? Right. So as a counselor, let's just take it from both of us as counselors, as a counselor, what determines if I'm skilled and good at what I do as a counselor is how I apply myself That's as correct. a counselor. I have to take, mm-hmm. I have to make a conscious decision that, and I'm going to use the word expert. So if I'm going to okay. be dealing with okay. people, who are mm-hmm. women who are old, who have been sexually uh, abused as children, then mm-hmm. I have to apply myself, number one, to learn mm-hmm. the skills that are needed to take them through the necessary therapeutic process. You know, years <laughs> ago, they were just, you know, there were no real too many specialties, you know, in counseling. No. Now you got people no. who, the, the, the profession has broadened, it has uh, evolved, it okay. has grown tremendously. You know, that's why, you know, like, for example, you work on the rape crisis line. Well, there's mm-hmm. a rape crisis line, right? There's also a right. domestic violence line, two separate lines, right? So the, uh-huh. the profession has grown tremendously. And so somebody who's going to be really good, if the therapeutic process is going to mm-hmm. help a person, it has to be someone who can take you through the process uh, skillfully. They know right. the right That's questions correct. to ask you. They know how to That's respond correct. to anything that you say. They know how to That's give you correct. those homework assignments or tell you some some strategic steps that you can do mm-hmm. when you're not in therapy because when you go back home, you still got to do something. So That's they skillfully learn the therapeutic process and how to take you on that journey of being healed. That And so the person who specializes in certain things, if they're good mm-hmm. at what they do, they've mm-hmm. mastered They've mastered it. It's just like being a a, a crisis line counselor. When you you know you mm-hmm. go through the training, but it's not until you apply yourself well. You know when you that's say, correct. "Hey, I you know this is what I want to do. I want to help mm-hmm. people that's following this line. I want to be." Mm-hmm. But you know, it's not until you apply yourself where you learn the right questions to ask at the right that's time, correct. how to respond to what they say. You know mm-hmm. how to give them information so they don't feel overwhelmed, but they still That's feel correct. like you know, hey, it was a good idea for me to call this line, right? Mm-hmm. You have, counselor has to be skilled as that, you know. And so, uh, if someone is listening and you know this is an area that you want to help people in, uh-huh. first thing that has to happen, number one, is what you said: you got to renew your mind. You know, even mm-hmm. though you may have gone through some educational training in, on the university level or maybe mm-hmm. just in a, a social a service agency where they train you to be uh, a counselor to help out, the bottom line is you got to apply yourself even more. It goes That's beyond correct. You have to apply yourself even more than that. You have to renew your mind according to the Word of God, but you also have to increase your learning because you're surprised <laughs> even on a crisis line. 
You know, mm-hmm. I, I do the domestic violence crisis line, and I'm going to tell you, there, okay. and, and I've been, uh, I started years ago when I lived in New Orleans in the late 80s, and I started, okay. um, there was a battered women's program, uh, oh God, I forgot what street it was on, but I, I started with them, and I'm telling you, they took us through the training, but it okay. wasn't until you got on that line, when that mm-hmm. call came through, and all the videos they showed you, and uh-huh. all the things they took you, it wasn't until you heard that man pounding on that door while that lady was talking to you on the phone that it became That's real. That you that. That's right. You know, it's because the, could I, mean, I add this um, yeah. theory and practice are two different entities. I mean, you can read a book, and then when it's time for you to apply it, that is totally enough, another thing. As well as you have to have knowledge. There has to be a knowledge base about what you're dealing with in Absolutely. order for you to approach that. You cannot approach it unless you know. That's why I say those who've been through it can best serve others, you know, that are there but, today. But, you know, and that, I know the ins and outs. I know, you know, I know perpetrators. I, I learned their behavior. I know they're manipulative, cunning. You know what I mean? I know they mm-hmm. groom their victims. You know, I learned all these things, you know, as a result of being molested. Now, this wasn't something that I said I'm going to take a class on it per se. It was just because of the process that I went through that I took a mental note somehow because of, you know, this this horrible experience. So you right. definitely have to have knowledge to but, um, you know okay, to the, approach this right but you say you learned it but you know mm-hmm. and, and you you say that and I'm going to I'm just going to compliment what you're saying the mm-hmm. you know I tell people all the time the if if you said that that the person who has been through it has can best serve it they can mm-hmm. only best serve when mm-hmm. they have number 1 been healed from it and number right, 2 definitely it, Right, increase so increase their learning. That means that guess what? If I'm a, a child that's being abused, when I become an adult, mm-hmm. I cannot explain. I can tell you my my experience, but I cannot right. explain childhood. I cannot explain child sexual abuse to you because I don't have that now. I just know what I went through. I know the pain, mm-hmm. but I still don't understand. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I can just tell you about the guy that that raped me or the guys that mm-hmm. raped me, but mm-hmm. I cannot tell you from a. Uh, uh, professional practical uh, position, the, mm-hmm. the, the 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 profile of a perpetrator. I gotta learn that, and I can right. only learn that to serve other people. Is number one is when I've been healed, because mm-hmm. and my goal is to actually help somebody. So you have a lot of people out there because they let's say watch follow me. Mm-hmm. They've been former drug addicts. You know, mm-hmm. they they're no longer on drugs, and mm-hmm. they automatically think that they're qualified to tell somebody about addiction. Well, you're really not. Okay. You can mm-hmm. only tell them about the addiction experience you had. You right. cannot counsel or help somebody, and that's why they got so many laws in place about counseling, because mm-hmm. until you apply yourself to learn about addiction, you can only give a testimony. Okay. You don't become a counselor or a, a caregiver or uh, a coach or whatever you want to call it, you know, mm-hmm. until you go and increase your learning. Like, for example, if I used to be a drug addict, I don't mm-hmm. know medicinally what the drugs were doing to my body until I learned that. All I know right. is it felt good. I want to get high. I need another mm-hmm. hit. Mm-hmm. It's not until I'm delivered and freed from it that when That's I start correct. reading information about what was going on with my body or the counselor exactly. tells me. You see, so I think they're only best, they can best serve when they best apply themselves to be helpers. Mm-hmm. To be an extended arm where it says, I can help you out. You know, as a result of me being abused, I came out, I I renewed my mind, I learned some mm-hmm. things, 
let me mm-hmm. tell you, I didn't, you know, when I was being abused, you could say, I didn't know this, but now I know it. So uh-huh. here, right, that's so correct. I, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm sure correct. that you went through your training, you learned even more about, about it. That's what, correct. Yeah, you learned even mm-hmm. more because, mm-hmm. but for some reason, not you, just talking in general, people right. have a tendency to think that because they've been through something. I'm sure you've heard in, in, in settings where people say, I know about it because, you know, I done been there. Mm-hmm. Right. Been there doesn't, you know, been there doesn't necessarily equip you with wisdom. It doesn't right, that's correct. Knowledge. It just means you've been there. You know what I'm saying? You know, or they say something like, um, you know, I know about it because, you know, I used to be in them streets. Well, in mm-hmm. them streets right. is not classroom. <laughs> you know, and when I say classroom, I mean intentional learning. When I come mm-hmm. out of this thing, when I'm an adult now, God has set me free. I want to help other women. You know, somebody might be saying that. And then you have to go and literally apply yourself. If you Okay, let's say you mm-hmm. don't want to do a formal setting, right, training. Like you may uh-huh. not want to go like, you know, getting a master's like you and I did and all that kind of stuff. Well, guess what? You can go mm-hmm. volunteer. Uh-huh. That's the rape, rape crisis line. And I guarantee uh-huh. you that in the, whatever that training is that they take you through, you will mm-hmm. know more in those few weeks than if you mm-hmm. just sat in the classroom. Right. That's correct. <laughs> and so when I went through the domestic violence training, I'm telling you, and I had had mm-hmm. college education, and then when I got out of grad school, I went through uh, to work to volunteer with the one here in Baton Rouge. I had to go through their training. When you mm-hmm. go through that training, nothing replaces that. Now, you come in there with some basic knowledge of psychology and counseling, you know, that, uh-huh. but through that training. And you hear, and uh, when they bring those late, not here they bring the ladies in sometime and give testimony about their experience, or mm-hmm. you see a video, you know what I'm saying? Or again, when you learn uh, the techniques of counseling on the crisis line, you will know you got something when you're on your first call and it's successful. That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> so that is correct. If you've been through it and you know you want to help women, mm-hmm. you know, not just in case you're prideful, hopefully you're not. You know, hey, just go on and go to that agency and say, hey, I want to help. When is your next training class? You'll be amazed at the information that will empower you. You know, to even confirm your victory. You know, that's when you right. go through that, it confirms your victory, it confirms your healing. Because I'm going to tell you, there was, was a time at the Battle Women's when we went through the training, and they had some ladies in there who weren't healed. Mm-hmm. They could, okay. They, they struggled through the training because they weren't healed. And they weren't healed. That. And they mm-hmm. got to a certain part of that training, and they would break down because they were not healed. you got to wow. know, the Bible said there's a time and a season for everything. So coming out of it is not necessarily, you can't. Just rush right in. I gotta help somebody. I gotta help no, somebody. No, no. Oh, you gotta no. heal. You gotta come to no. Some, it's a, a process. Yeah, it's a process. You know, and yeah, and you know what? Uh, perhaps I'm speaking from my perspective. You know, just like you say, you know, I had the training, and you know, yeah. you know, even in classes, you know, I had social work. You know, that it's generalizing. It's more yeah. like generalizing yeah. until I got into, um, you know, the rape crisis center, and then I learned, you know, the, you know, you know the. Uh, proper words or the terms to use, yeah, uh, you know. Absolutely. So yeah, definitely that was that was the groundwork. That right. definitely was the groundwork. Mm-hmm. Because you know what, and the reason I bring that up is because I've seen I've seen people uh, where they where they call, and I know they're trying to be helpful, you know. Right. And somebody is in a is a is a is in a dire hard situation or a horrific mm-hmm. situation, and they come out and they say, well, I'll tell you about it because, you know, I done been there. I done been through that. Right. I'm gonna tell, and they start spewing out, and when they start talking, you can hear, you can hear the anger. You can mm-hmm. hear, so you know they're not healed. You hear the mm-hmm. anger. 
you hear their opinions, you know, uh, they start saying mm-hmm. crazy things, and you know, and you mm-hmm. look at the other person who's really going through it at that time, and you can see the expression on their face, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, Lord. You know, so <laughs> you got to wait for them to stop talking for you to actually step in there and, like, let me salvage this, you know. Uh-huh. So we, if you know you want to help somebody, it, it doesn't mm-hmm. hurt to take your journey with you and mm-hmm. go get some training on how to help people because right. I'm sure as you you know just like you said earlier in, uh, on this show there are some mm-hmm. you know like that lady who was cutting your situation uh-huh. was bad but it wasn't horrific like that right you said that wasn't my experience right right if, that's correct you don't, if you want to help ladies or anybody you know, in this particular dilemma, you have to get the training because as sure mm-hmm. as you think your experience is enough, you will run across somebody who's cutting themselves. Worse. That's, That's right. right. Because you don't know what that is or, like mm-hmm. you say, the terminology or how to define or identify what mm-hmm. that cutting is, you know, then now you're like, what do I do now? You know, right. so That's correct. it helps you. To, you know, it doesn't minimize your testimony at all. It doesn't mm-hmm. minimize your ability to help at That's all, but right. it, doesn't, it empowers you with some more tools and skills mm-hmm. to be effective. That's, That's you know. And so that's, that's all correct. I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes we just, you know, I even tell some churches, you know, if you're going to have that type of ministry, then whoever's mm-hmm. going to be in that ministry, send them to that training. It's free. Right. That's it's correct. absolutely free. Go, you call the the rape uh, crisis center or whatever it may be called in your city or state, go mm-hmm. with your next volunteer training. It's free. That's correct. It is. It, is. it really that. is. It's free. And, and then, I'm making my business to attend any anything that goes on throughout the year, you know, because I'm always adding to uh, what I know, you know what I mean, to make the best of what I'm doing for others. Absolutely. You have to increase your learning, your knowledge. You mm-hmm. have to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because we don't know everything. And even That's when we correct. go to training, we are still a, 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 a you know it's still limited knowledge. It's only whatever that training was supposed or designed to cover. That's so and that is so. Yeah, it's all it's gonna that training is only gonna cover what it's designed to cover. And so, like exactly. you said, whenever an opportunity comes up, and guess what, you begin to network, begin build uh, professional relationships, uh, relationships with other people in other cities and states. You know, mm-hmm. you just be amazed. And the tools and the resources that are available to you to help someone who is who's struggling with the aftermath of childhood sexual abuse. It, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be a helper. You have to get trained to do that. You may not go through Southern University like we did or any college. Mm-hmm. Still be effective. You know, That's because right. what That's you correct. learn at those in those volunteer uh, training courses, they don't have that at Southern. <laughs> Let's That's be real. That is, that, that is the case. That they is don't the have, case. That is not in the college classroom. So you may don't even think about not having a degree of any kind. Just go get trained if you're going to help somebody. Don't do it because that training and, is not in the books. And you know what? I long for that that specific training. So it's mm-hmm. important that you make it that point because I long because even as I came out of social work, it's like yet still I'm not applying what I want to. One of all, you know, the area that right. I definitely want to work in, I'm not working in. So I need to get that specific training. So it is good that you're making this point because you definitely need that specific training in order to uh, serve in that particular field. You know, because if you generalize and you generalize and when you you going into your um your major wherever you decide to go you know at, in college so you more or less getting general information opposed to specific information in order to approach a specific uh subject. That's exactly right. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. So if you are 
and we're going to get to in a moment talk about your book. But if you are uh, in college and that's what you're doing, going in social work, or if you especially mm-hmm. if you're in social work, you need to narrow that down to clinical social work because the rest of that is something else. So. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? If you talk about you want to counsel with people, you might want to consider mm-hmm. clinical. That's a mm-hmm. isn't that a new, uh, relatively new division of social work? Clinical social work. I'm not really certain. Okay. I'm not certain. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a, a friend of mine and I were talking that you know because uh, the clinical where they're actually the social workers actually counseling. That's where they get their counseling training in that clinical. Mm-hmm. But um, but if you are, whether it's counseling, psychology, social work, it mm-hmm. is a helping profession. While you're mm-hmm. going through your university studies, then you still need to go or should consider, not still, but a good mm-hmm. thing to do would be to mm-hmm. still would be to go and connect with those agencies and become a volunteer counselor. Right, that's Something correct. Be, and, and that is what I did. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. will graduate, especially if you catch it uh, two to three years before you graduate, like right in the heart of your studies. You mm-hmm. will be more proficient when you come out mm-hmm. than some of your counter colleagues, uh, academic colleagues. I guarantee right. you, nothing <laughs> can replace that experience. And now I'm just I'm talking about really putting your heart in it and going to learn the practical skills. And you'll be mm-hmm. surprised that you will even finish your academic studies on a higher note because you're gonna have the practical, like you say, the practical <laughs> part that goes with the generalized teaching. You know, right. rather than just sitting in class, you're now in class and doing the work. You know, because mm-hmm. I know when I graduated from Oral Roberts University in grad school, we still had to, before we could graduate, we had to go to get, we had to do a practicum and an internship. So, oh, wow. you, yeah, so, you know, you could get started now. So when you get to that place where you have to do those 500 hours or whatever it is, you're already in place. Right, that's correct. You're just going through the most, you're already in place. And by the time you graduate, you'll be able to put on your resume some real experience mm-hmm. that you had worked with, with clients. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, uh, that was gonna, that's going to take us to tell us, tell us about um, where the title of your book, Empowered to Uproot the Seed of Abuse, comes. Where did that come from? Now, the, the title uh, is definitely the process that I took to overcome sexual abuse. If you would read Empowered, you know, power, yeah. and being empowered, that gives you authority. So, in other words, the power that the perpetrator had over me, I took that. You know, the, there's a scripture that says uh, the kingdom suffer violence and the violence take it, back, t- take it by force. Well, this is the process that I did, the power that he had over me. I took that power back. And then I began to address the issues that were in my life. So then if I was suffering with depression, then I turned that depression around to become happy or have the joy of the Lord. Uh, You know, low self-esteem, I I, I suffer with low self-esteem as well, but now I am highly esteemed. So those effects I, I more or less turned around. So being empowered to uproot those seeds is definitely the process that I took to overcome. Okay. All right. So... Basically, you know, uh, so you, it's a reflection of your journey, your life. That's and correct. I, and I, That's yeah, and I heard you mention they do, but you have other things in the book as well, right? Oh, yes, I should. Yeah, you, I remember Matter you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, the, it's very insightful. It, it definitely gives you information about sexual abuse as a whole. I touch basis on the perpetrator. You will, I, will, I definitely strip the perpetrator so that you can be cognizant of who he is if he's ever in your uh, presence, you know, to, to avoid being perpetrated. Um, definitely give you a recipe for overcoming. Uh, it's just so much that you can, you can also uh, – 
identify with behaviors that you may be suffering with today and recognize that it is sexual abuse because for a long time it took me uh, to learn that I was uh, suffering as a result of sexual abuse. So it's very, very, very uh, informative and will give you significant information about sexual abuse as a whole. Absolutely. Okay, so when you were writing, I'm curious to know that, you know, when you were writing the book, did some of some of your old hurts come up? Uh, yes, one in particular, and that was the hospital setting. When I was hospitalized for depression, you know, that's something that we don't we didn't deal with. We didn't matter of fact, we didn't go to the hospital for depression. So it, it kind of um, you know gave me this eerie feeling, but it, it soon passed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I ran through that quickly. It's not something that I just dwell on and set with. You know, mm-hmm. the idea came up that okay, I was I was really hospitalized for depression, but it soon it soon passed. It passed. So it was just you just it just like for a moment came to your remembrance. So it didn't really interfere mm-hmm. with your writing. No, not at all. Not at all. All right. So how long did it take you to write the book? It took six months to be exact. Wow. That's, I'm telling you, I took a mental note of what happened. And this was something that I, I you know, you, you some, for some reason, um, that horrific um, act is imprinted mm-hmm. in your mind. So it's there. It yeah, was a matter of me applying it to paper. It was it will forever be there. I am forever tainted. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I will never release what happened. I, I, regardless of what age, that information is there, but it's just a matter of applying it. Then, you know, it's a matter of format. You know, these now this right. process came a little later. Now, the actual writing took six months, but then all the, you know, everything else that comes with uh, authorship, that came later. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. And so... Someone who gets your book and they read it, what is it that you want them to get from reading your book? What is the core message of you that you want them to get? The fact that you can overcome. Number one, the fact that you can overcome. It, child sexual abuse is not a life sentence, so this is need, this needs to be made known. Also, there are signs and symptoms of signs that a parent can um See in a child if it is being if it is happening to them. I mean, this book comes from every angle. It gives you information. I mean, I just let you know the reader have it. Make sure that you are well equipped for when you are out here and know what to look for. So definitely, you want to overcome what has happened, and then you also want to prevent what's hap- what has uh, pre- prevented mm-hmm. from happening. So these are the most significant um, okay uh, parts of the book that um, you know the readers will, will grasp. Okay, so from those, have you have you received any feedback from people who have already purchased the book? Uh, most certainly. In fact, I received endorsements uh, okay. from doctors, pastors, judges, uh, book mm-hmm. reviews, testimonials. In fact, it's in a new uh, the new print, the testimony uh, from one uh, victim in particular. Uh, so yes, I received uh, significant feedback. Okay, uh, how about feedback from? Um you say um, there's a testimony. So have you gotten mm-hmm. from ladies or men as well uh, who have who were once um, well one man abused? in particular. I'm sorry, one man in particular. I interviewed him on my radio show. Okay. So yeah, that was oh wow. I was excited about that because you know it's difficult for men to come forward. Men don't disclose yes. this as much as women do. So mm-hmm. I did interview him on my show as well. But um, yeah, this one particular victim. And matter of fact, uh, WBRZ, uh, they will show that in the near future. I'm gonna keep you posted about that. Okay. Uh, they okay. interviewed me uh, just the other day, and then they went to her home as well and interviewed her. So I, I guess they're compiling that, uh, you know, yeah. that, that okay. information so they can right. show it. So I will keep you posted about that. Okay. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so the guy had read your book. 
the one that you interviewed? Uh, no, the one that I interviewed, he um, was a victim as well. Okay, all right. Yeah, so, and I interviewed okay. him about his book. Oh, about his book. Okay, all right, I got mm-hmm. you. I got you. All right, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, and we 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 pretty much touched on this next question, and you know maybe you can just elaborate just a little bit more on you know what are some of the issues that women experience as a result of sexual abuse or rape. Okay, well, this one statement should cover everything, and that's just destructive behaviors. Anything that they can do to destroy themselves, what the enemy didn't do to them, they, you know, want to continue that. So it's just destructive behavior, and a list that goes on and on and on. Yeah, just give, well, just give them a couple of examples of, because maybe they're doing it and don't realize that and it that, is. Be, that is the case, you know, phobias, you know, when you're afraid, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the simplest thing, the smallest thing, definitely phobias, promiscuity, uh, they have problems with relationships. Uh, children, even with aggression and bullying, animal cruelty, yeah. you yeah. know, uh, dissociation. Uh, wow. I mean, this is this, yeah. and this is just a few. I'm naming just a few. Yeah. And this is something yeah. that, yeah. Uh, and I want to do that because you know sometimes you know as you know because there's a you know lack of knowledge there. Sometimes people are doing it and they really don't know. You know, they'll say, I don't know why I'm doing this. And we have to help them get back to the place that as a result of being sexually abused, you know, these are some of the the aftermaths or consequences Mm -hmm. that's showing up in your life. And sometimes they just absolutely don't know. Like, you know. You know, she she could be sexually promiscuous, and she might have some idea, but can't necessarily pinpoint. You know that it's all stemming because the enemy gets in and tricks her with, as we said before, that control thing. She thinks she's in control. Mm-hmm. She doesn't make. And then, go ahead. The society doesn't help because what they do, they always stigmatize. Um, you know. Mm-hmm. And call them what fast women, fast girl. That yeah, girl is yeah, fast, yeah. you know, and that's not the case. It's so much more. There is a root to her fastness. Absolutely. And if mm-hmm. we and, and and I go back to what I said before that, and and it's not always the case. So my statement is not a hundred percent accurate, but mm-hmm. it, it has a large percentage attached to it. Most mm-hmm. of the time, the family knows. Somebody in the family knows right. where that is stemming from. And again, right. the blame. It's the blame gets put on the on the victim and victim, not the that's right. It even because it's even, easier. Yeah, it's easier because you don't mm-hmm. have to address it. You don't have to confront so right. the perpetrator. You don't have to uh, demand um, uh, anything from the perpetrator. So you put all the blame on the person that was victimized. Even when mm-hmm. it's even when a man has been. Um, Sexually abused. I can remember one time I was uh, a guy that I knew. He said he had been sexually abused by molested mm-hmm. uh, by someone in his community. And when wow. he told his dad, his dad didn't do nothing. Didn't go down and confront the guy. Didn't do anything. Well, wow. guess what? That stuck with him. That his dad wouldn't protect him. Mm-hmm. His father wouldn't. And that's protect another him. issue. Yeah, another issue. Because as a kid, I'm looking at the person who's supposed to be my, the, in my corner. So mm-hmm. I like you said earlier, I have no defense skills whatsoever. But That's my dad right. can you know, my dad can fight. He's a big man. My dad could be able to go down mm-hmm. there and mm-hmm. do something to that guy because he, he shouldn't have done that to me. And so then we when he goes to tell his father, his father doesn't do anything. So now it's right. like, Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, I told you because I want you to go down the street, you know. And mm-hmm. so the dad didn't do anything and guess what? That stayed with him. Not only did the molestation stay with it stayed with him that his father did not protect him, did not go and fight for him. When I say fight, I mean not necessarily fist fight, but didn't do Mm -hmm. anything on his behalf, nothing. Mm -hmm. So now he grows up, he's growing up, he's going through all of this, and so guess what? You have some people in the family who Mm -hmm. are uh, on the homosexual side, and so now they take advantage. 
And so before you know it, he was turned out. So you know uh-huh. what? So, I, you know, it's like I tell parents all the time when your kid, whether it's bullying, sexual molestation, being called names, when they come back and tell you that so-and-so did this, that, the other, especially an adult, uh-huh. oh, no. You got to go fight. Go to the school. Knock on the principal door. Scream it to the mountaintop. Do what you got to do. Make sure that your child sees that you're going to bat for them. That you and I'm not again. No, I'm not talking about hitting somebody with a bat. Or right. Bat. Of course. I'm not. talking about going to, through the proper channels to make sure that whatever was happening or tentatively happening or the threats or whatever, especially mm-hmm. on the camp on the school grounds, go to bat for your children. Do what you got to do. Call an attorney. Call the news mm-hmm. media. Expose it. Put the, That's correct. Put, put the light on it. Because in the end, if anything happens to your child and your child sees that you're not fighting for him or her, all of that follows that kid and so now when they're a teenager and you're having problems with it, it goes all the way back to when they told you that so and so was doing such and such. That's and you correct. didn't do it and you didn't do anything about it. So now okay, well I'll take matters into my own hand. And so now they're mm-hmm. fighting at teenagers, they're fist fighting people because they're mm-hmm. angry. That's correct. So That's correct. And they're controlling as well in a sense. Yeah. See, they're taking that control some type of way. But I also make a, a point of that in my book about do not dismiss um, the fact that your child is coming to you and telling you what has happened and yes. whatever arena, because, you know, this gives the perpetrator an advantage. If you dismiss what they're saying, um, they can possibly be repeatedly uh, molested or bullied or, you know, whatever the case may be. So parents need to step up to the plate. It's a responsibility, although they don't want to take the responsibility, possibly because it involves so much. But guess what? In order to save your child, you know, you have to step up to the plate. So by all means, do not dismiss this if it's happening to your child in, in whatever shape, form, or fashion. Absolutely. We have um, uh, a couple of people in the chat room, and we do have a question from the chat room. And so since we're talking about let's let's just address um, this question. It says, you say that the victims of abuse have difficulties in forming relationships. My question is, if you formed a relationship, you formed a relationship, but when it comes to having sexual intercourse, fear sets in. Um, have you uh, any thoughts on how to address this? You got. I, I'm gonna address my part, and then um, uh, Karen, you step in. <laughs> the first thing that you have to do is, and I tell this to people, go mm-hmm. on a relationship fast. If you're on your uh-huh. healing journey and you're coming, you know, and you're trying to be healed from sexual abuse, go on a relationship uh-huh. fast. This is not the uh-huh. time while you're on that journey. And I'm not talking about if you're married. I'm talking about if you're single. Go on a relationship fast. This is Mm -hmm. not the time to be in a relationship because you need room to dump, to empty out some junk, and you need room (laughs) to process and go through your journey alone, just you and God. You have to go through that journey. Mm -hmm. But you know why? Because the fear is there, so you have to allow God to – to release you from fear, to get that spirit of fear off of you. The fear sets in when when sexual intercourse comes into play because it's sexual intercourse that violated. It was somebody using sexual That's intercourse right. that brought on the violation, and so you connect sexual intercourse with fear because when the perpetrator was doing his thing, it was it was a frightening act. That's so right. Until you are delivered from the frightening part of it, the fear of. And mm-hmm. I said this last night on the show. God intended for sexual intercourse uh, between married people to be pleasurable. That's correct. It cannot even be pleasurable among married people when someone has been violated and their Mm -hmm. perspective of sex has been tainted. That's right. 
no, when the waters have been polluted, only thing comes out is bitterness, fear, angry, anger, and whatever. So that fear that you're seeing comes from the fear that was attached to the violation. Mm-hmm. And so you've equated that particular act with something fearful. And so you might be with somebody that you care about dearly. Mm-hmm. But because the residue of sexual abuse is still there, it's hard to dismiss that fear factor. And so you have to get to a place for a moment, take a, a, a relationship, go on a relationship fast, and during that fasting, just like any other time that we fast, we're asking God to cleanse us, renew that's us, correct. empty out anything that's hindering us from living a life that is that he has purposed for us. You step back and you say, God, I'm fearful. There's a lot of stuff that's been attached to me as a result of what happened to me. Uh-huh. I want to be, be set free and dedicate a certain amount of time for that it may be um maybe you need to go on a seven-day fast or a 21-day fast where mm-hmm. you say okay god i'm just you know no you know there are different kinds of fast in the bible okay i'm gonna god i'm gonna do the the daniel's fast where i'm not gonna eat any meat or uh sweets and mm-hmm. honey buns drink sodas and whatever i'm just mm-hmm. gonna eat fruits from the ground, vegetables, and all this. And I'm praying for wisdom. I'm praying for my continence to change. I'm praying for fear to be to be delivered from fear. I'm praying for for liberty in the spirit, mm-hmm. freedom in the spirit. And so um, that would be my comment to you on how to address that is, to because until you're delivered from that fear, it's going to always surface up because that's what the enemy, uh, remember I said earlier, the enemy mm-hmm. comes in to steal, kill, and destroy. If I can mm-hmm. steal your joy and replace it with doubt, replace it with fear, replace it with madness, then guess what? He got you. But you got to, you got to, the Holy Spirit needs to step in right now and, and actually fight on your behalf and in the spirit realm and deliver you from the spirit of fear that's attached to uh, the to that particular the sexual act itself. Karen, what would you say? And that, that is the case. In fact, um, that fear is an indicator that something is wrong, that you have uh, been violated. So I agree with the fasting. First of all, uh, if you draw, um, if you connect it with someone, you're going to um, Share and and guess what? Uh, not deliberately, all your unhealthy uh, behavior with them. So of course, uh, if sex plays a part and you can't take part in that because of a result of being violated, then you need to withdraw. You need to, um, you know, set yourself apart for a process of a healing. Otherwise, you're going to continue feeling that way. And you won't even get the, the the maximum joy of what you're doing, the pleasure, as you say. You won't get that fulfillment as you will because, um, you, you know, because of the taintedness and in, in your mind. And, and and guess what? All this stuff is held in your mind. So until this is released from your mind, then that's going to be the only way you can go forward. So guess what? I believe that I agree with that whole, uh, wholeheartedly about withdrawing yourself from a relationship until you completely heal in order to, you know, maximize your relationship when the time comes. So that's, that's definitely crazy, and I definitely agree with that. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's a very, very um, good question because, uh, mm-hmm. A lot of times, people are uh, when they, you know, they um, have gone through that uh, situation or some type of violation, and when they go on in life, they're trying to figure out, well, where is that coming from, and how do I mm-hmm. handle this, you know? And so, uh, thank you. That's an excellent, excellent question. There's a lot of other things that could surface in your life mm-hmm. that are an indication that healing needs to take place. That you still have some residue. From That's that. right. So, um, and I, and as I said on last night's show, wherever you live in, whatever city or state that you live in, in 
you know, call those call those agencies that provide that help for you. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you, especially if financially you can't go to a therapist, you know, or a counselor, mm-hmm. you know, it can be very expensive. You know, that's um, right. Two hundred dollars an hour. You know, but if they're good, they're good. If it, you know, that investment. If that person can walk you through your healing journey, it's worth it. It is worth it. It is. It definitely is. Absolutely. But if you don't have that, the financial uh, ability right now to do that, then what you need to do is call those agencies that that have the resources already in place to service you without you paying anything. Call that crisis line. You know, and when you're on the crisis line, hey, say, hey, do you have a place where I can come and get individual counseling? Because if they have it, it's more than likely free. That's it's right. just a matter of you showing up, making no appointment. Well, here in Baton Rouge, uh, you know, I spoke about STAR. And STAR, mm-hmm. that is the case. They do counseling sessions as well. So um, I advise you to contact them. Their number is 225-383-7273. And, you know, you get all the information that you need uh, from them. The hours are uh, Monday through Fridays. But we also counsel 24-7, uh, Mm-hmm. Um, and that's um, daily, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's that rich, um, and I'm saying rape crisis in it, but it's a store at this time, and they do counseling as well. So, yeah, take advantage of, of free counseling because this is free counseling. Right. Give us the number again. That number is 225-383-7273. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, is that, do you? Is there a national hotline? Uh, yes, there is. Matter of fact, Rain. Uh, yeah. Rain number is one eight hundred six five six. Hope. That's H O P E. I don't have okay. the numbers right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's Rain. And, and tell us what right. that is. What the acronym stands for? Okay, that's Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, and so I'm gonna put that information um, in the chat room, and we'll say it again. But remind me before the, before mm-hmm. we finish with the show, we'll give you that information again. All that is very very important. So you know, and everything is confidential with these agencies. It's it always is. confidential with these agencies. And so That's call those lines, ask the questions. You know, if you have find out if there's something in your area, and if there mm-hmm. is, you know, it will not hurt you to go check it out. It sure won't. If, if you don't do anything but go by the facility and pick up brochures mm-hmm. on the agency, right. what they do, what type of counselors they have, when mm-hmm. they counsel, what type of maybe um, uh, group uh, groups that they have. Sometimes they have group therapy because sometimes That's people right. just like to get with other people and talk it through. Mm-hmm. You know, it will not hurt you to go by the agency to get the information on what it is that they do. Um, it is just amazing sometimes the the, uh, the uh, help that you can get from these agencies. And, you know, there's you know there's no shame and no guilt for wa- going to these agencies, mm-hmm. walking into the building. Not at all. All you have to do is rethink and say, you know what, I am victorious. And a part mm-hmm. of my victory, a part of my journey is going through this process if I want right. to be ill. So I could care less. When anybody else is saying, I have, That's if you right. want to live a fulfilled life, you have mm-hmm. got to get yourself positioned where where, where you can be uh, uh, released from the grips of the enemy. You got to position yourself for that. And so, right. you know, because sometimes, you know, uh, even as Christians, we spend a lot of time praying, but we don't take action. And so right. we wake up from the prayer or we get up mm-hmm. from the prayer time and we still, mm-hmm. we're still in pain. And we still, we still, we still got the aftermath of what happened to us. Mm-hmm. So 
The Bible because says faith without works is dead. It's dead. And it says mm-hmm. watch and pray. And so mm-hmm. pray yourself through your healing journey. Pray yourself through counseling. Pray yourself mm-hmm. through talking to somebody mm-hmm. who can help you. Pray, pray, pray. But make sure you're taking some action step and increase your faith mm-hmm. level. That You know, you That's have to believe right. by faith that you can be healed. You can be a woman That's of substance. Correct. That you can live victorious. So you have to believe that by faith. No matter That's how correct. you feel right now. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Speak those faith confessions over your life. Find scriptures that talks about being more than a conqueror. If God is for mm-hmm. you, who could be against you? Anything that will empower you, and we're talking about being empowered. Uh, that's right. To move forward in life and to be healed, that's what you have to do. That's mm-hmm. the thing that has to take place. And so um, I'm glad that you asked that question. Uh, Karen, I want you to give us some uh, strategies that a woman can use to begin her healing journey from uh, childhood sexual abuse or from maybe let's say even sexual abuse because some people are violated mm-hmm. when they're older. Okay, you know, and I brought that up earlier, but I, I can't repeat it. Matter of fact, it's bare repeating. Uh, to begin with, you have to acknowledge and confront what has happened mm-hmm. to you. Uh, even if you have to write it down to yourself, uh, you know, writing is an effective tool. But you have to release what has happened to you. Being that this has happened and you are living with it, you is within you. This is why you are reacting to it and all these long-listed um, effects that I'm talking about because you are holding it in you. So you need to release that, write it down. Uh, even you can talk it out to yourself. You don't have to use anybody per se. You know, talk this out, but you have to confront the situation. You have to acknowledge that it has happened. So that you can move forward, you definitely have to break the silence. You know, talk to a trusted person. You know, admit it to yourself. You know, whatever, be, just be creative. Whatever you decide to do, be creative in doing it. Release that this has happened. Yet yeah, we know that it's ugly. Guess what? It should, it's horrific. It's devastating. But if you want to be healed, you have to do all that you can to be healed. So, you know, begin by acknowledging what happened so that you can move forward to uh, forgiveness. Then you forget. Forget. You want to forget as well. Um, um you know, we press forward to the mark of the prize of a holy corner, but we forget those things that are behind us. So we want to forget that as well and forgive. And I told, uh, mentioned it earlier that forgiveness is what it does is dismisses those strongholds. You won't no longer build uh, on, on what has happened. You know, this is all held in your mind. And, you know, we act from our mind. Whatever we think, mm-hmm. that's what we act upon. So we want to uh, dismiss those those are thoughts of having been abused, and then we want to finally renew the mind, and this comes with a process as well. So that's three steps that I um, definitely mm-hmm. point out, and to, you know, for healing. Absolutely, and those are the those are the areas that those are three good steps. Those are the areas where people mm-hmm. really need it because it's all you know. As a man thinking, mm-hmm. so is he. That's, that's the correct. battle is the battle is in the mind. If you can get correct. your mind right. If That's you can correct. get your mind right as it relates to having been sexually abused, you That's can correct. start that healing journey without any problem. Because hey, can I your... add this? Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I can because my you... process even included, you know, if it was was to ever surface, I would tell myself I don't want to think that. So that's how much authority you have. You need to realize that you have authority over this now. The perpetrator does not no longer exist in your life, so you have to take the authority. And guess what? If you don't want to think that, then guess what? You dismiss that thought. You know, okay, I know that it happened, but guess what? I'm not thinking that today because it's not going to control my day. It's not going to tell me how I'm going to feel. It will no longer dictate to me. So this is what we don't want to happen anymore because you want the fullness of joy. You want the fullness of life. So guess what? Then you start thinking on those things. You see what I'm saying? So this right. is definitely what the you know what you have to do. 
Absolutely. I just love that. And uh, just to compliment the strategies that she's giving you, I'm going to give you a couple of more on how to live victoriously. And it goes back to what she's saying right now about your thought life. Number one, you have to be God consciousness. You have to have a God consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know, your thoughts, you'll your continuously center your thoughts on God and spiritual truth. You know, mm-hmm. you have you can you got to find those scriptures that identify who God says you are because you That's are not who the, you are not who the perpetrator tried to tried to um, turn you into. You are to not make you that to be person. Right. right. You're not you're not the prey. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You are stronger than that. Unfortunately, That's it happened. Correct. But you that is not who you are. It exactly. happened, to you, but it is not you. Okay, and so you have to constantly do that. So you know when you when you when you start thinking on um, when you become God conscious and you start putting the Word of God into your mind and your mind becomes renewed, what happens is just what Karen says. It'll begin to crowd out the wrong thinking, and mm-hmm. it empowers you. You mm-hmm. know, it will empower you doing any temptation to think the wrong thing. I'm not mm-hmm. worthy. I don't deserve. I shouldn't mm-hmm. be. I'm not good enough. It will mm-hmm. crowd that out, and you will be empowered to come against that, that temptation to think the wrong thoughts. That's It'll correct. creep in, but you will do exactly what Karen said. You will say, I do not want mm-hmm. to think that. And you know what? You may have to speak it out loud. That's just loud. You got to say it just with the, Did you hear the authority in her voice? Come on now. Come you on. have got to speak to yourself with the same authority that Karen has in her voice. You mm-hmm. have to say it in your life. You got to walk That's through your correct. house and say, I will not. Think these thoughts today. I am more mm-hmm. than a conqueror. I don't mm-hmm. care how many times you have to say it. And if somebody mm-hmm. in the family says, what you doing? I'm getting my thoughts right. Come on now. <laughs> I'm getting my mind back. That's what I'm doing. That's right. Say That's it. You, right. You, say, you don't have to re- release any details. But if they want to know, right. say, look, when you hear mama say that, then that just, just go ahead and say, I'm praying for you. You uh-huh. know, know that I'm getting my thoughts back. If you hear you, you know, Definitely. if, if, if if you're listening to your sister or your brother and they're walking through the house and they're saying that and you might not mm-hmm. know what it is, don't think they're crazy. Just say, hey, I'm praying for you. Keep getting That's it back. Right. Encourage That's them. Right. Because at that moment, that means that battle is going on in their mind. Mm-hmm. And they have to mm-hmm. begin to speak the word or speak with authority. That That's thought correct. will not take over my thought life. I am be, I am correct. more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, I not think those thoughts today. So you got to get God conscious. And that means That's that right. when you do that, when you get into Thinking about thinking, having the mind of Christ, it crowds out all that other junk that's inside mm-hmm. your life. And then you have to have a personal prayer life. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you got to. We talked about it. You got to communicate with God. Even mm-hmm. when that pain hits you and you mm-hmm. are just overwhelming, you know, like mm-hmm. like you said, when the memory of that thing comes back and you can see it happening, and it's forty years later. Or 45 mm-hmm. years, whatever it is. It could be five years ago. When it comes back up, that's the time to pray. That's, that's the time right. to sit on your face before God and say, God, you already know my thought life before I think it. You know the mm-hmm. memory that's going to come up before it comes up. But mm-hmm. you say that I, you know all the intricate detail, uh, intricate parts of my being down mm-hmm. to the core of who I am. God, I want you to release me from that memory. Take that memory out of my mind. I don't mm-hmm. want it to surface with the intent of paralyzing me. Don't That's let right. that free come in and grip my life. The incident by itself was enough. But for mm-hmm. me to keep That's having right. a flashback about it and then becoming paralyzed from it, then, mm-hmm. God, I need you to release me from the paralysis of that memory. Mm-hmm. goes to that. You know, because um, uh, if you're not careful, 
that memory will almost become like a reality. That's right. You'll start seeing That's that right. thing and it's not even happening. You, I mean, you will literally start seeing it happen. I remember That's one time right. I was counseling a lady back in Tulsa in the domestic mm-hmm. violence uh, thing, and she came in and she had been fit, not just uh, sex, uh, she had been sexual abused and she had been physically abused, and her mm-hmm. body, when she would get to a certain thinking about it, it was overwhelmed mm-hmm. with the thoughts. The bruises would come back on her body. Wow! Wow! They surface back on her body because of what she was thinking about. Mm-hmm. You don't want that memory to become a reality. That's right. You don't want to lose That's your body right. Nothing from that incident. And she struggled, she struggled, she struggled mm-hmm. with it because it was so horrific that it had become ingrained in her mind and that mm-hmm. she would think about it and those bruises would come back come back on her body. You wow. know, and, and that's you you one step from being like a real mental health issue at that point. You know, right. so you want to be able to get your thought life under control. When those mm-hmm. memories flash back up, immediately go into prayer. If you're at work, go to the bathroom. That's right. Go to the bathroom. You don't have to, you know, be all loud. Get into that stall, and guess what? God, you know what's going on. Take a, mm-hmm. a two-minute break and go in and pray and ask God, God, I need some help. I need to, I need your freedom. I need to experience your grace, your mercy, and your mm-hmm. freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, do what you mm-hmm. have to do. So become God conscious. Number two, uh, your personal prayer life, develop it. And then you got to get in the daily Bible reading habit. That's what helps to renew your mind. Get into the word. Get into the word. If you don't know where to start, start in Psalm 139. Where he Mm -hmm. said, God, God, search me. You know all about me. Go through that Mm -hmm. entire Psalm. Take it a bit like scripture by scripture. Go back again when you finish. Go back. Scripture by scripture. You're going to find yourself in there. When it says, you know my thoughts before I think them. You know every word I'm going to say before I say them. You know when my mind has gone way out there somewhere. You know when my mm-hmm. thoughts are, are Come on far now. off. You know, you know mm. everything about me, God. You know the intricate de- details of my uh, of who I am. And then when you keep going, you're going to get to that part in Psalm 39 where it says that you, God is saying to you that, that where you remember that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh-huh. I, you know what I'm saying? Just stay uh-huh. right there. I mean, you know, so stay right there. I don't care if you have to study that for two or three weeks. Stay right there. Uh-huh. You realize and come to terms with and accept that you have been fearfully and wonderfully made by God. That's and right. He, and he will perfect those things that concern you. He can turn your life completely That's around right. on I'm that healing journey. Absolutely. And then you <laughs> need to uh, develop uh, some good friendships, some uh, mm-hmm. godly friendships. I should not say good. Godly friendships. Uh-huh. You need some people who can come into your life and help you walk this journey. Encourage right. You know, and remind and, and remind you, hey, you know, hey, what you have you done today? Are you okay? You know, all right, who could take you out to lunch sometime without even wanting to talk about your situation? Just mm-hmm. do something nice for you. That's right. You know, That's hey, right. girl, let's go to lunch on me. Let's sit in there for mm-hmm. two hours. You know, let's go to mm-hmm. them places where, you know, hey, we can just sit there and just talk and have fun. Talk about what's going on in the news, the city, whatever. Mm-hmm. Dreams, your aspiration. You don't have to always talk about what happened to you. That's you know, right. Find a different conversation. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Have a different conversation when it's time to have a different conversation. You That's know, correct. change your, your conversation. And then lastly, you know, develop a teachable spirit and a, a winner's mentality. You are victorious. Mm-hmm. You That's are right. more than a <laughs> You are more than that. So you have mm-hmm. to, that is, if you want to live victoriously, take what uh, Karen has said and what I've said and put it all together and apply mm-hmm. it to your life. I guarantee right. you. I guarantee you cannot you cannot lose with God, and if That's you allow right. 
the Holy Spirit to do that work in you, you will see a change in your life. Even though those things happen, absolutely, you'll see a change um, in your life. I'm going to read your scripture, and then I'm going to let Karen um, have some final say. But it's uh, Romans chapter 8, and I'm going to begin with verse uh, 31, and I'm going to go all the way through. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it starts, it says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? That's enough right there. Mm-hmm. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us, all shall he how shall he not how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is mm-hmm. God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. And furthermore it is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are we are all killed. For your sake we are all killed all day long. We are all counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For verse thirty-eight. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height Mm. or depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is nothing that has happened in your life that can separate you from the love that God has for you. That's right. I don't care how long the sexual abuse went on. I don't care how many people did it. There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. He loves you. He did not want that to happen to you. And he's Mm -hmm. ready to embrace you and bring you through a place of healing. Amen. And you have to believe You have to believe that. So um, I'm going to uh, let Karen. uh, Karen, I want you to... um, uh, tell us, you know, how the listening audience can get in con- get connected with you. Okay, well, the best place to go is my website, which is Karen K A R E N Doty D O U G H T Y dot Weebly W E E B L Y dot com. You, when you go there, you know, it can direct you to different places. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You know, it would direct you to all these places. So that is the best place to go. However, if you would like to purchase ebooks, you can do that at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And uh, the paperback is on my website as well. So you will find significant information there. If you would like to write your story, you can also do so there on um, on the website, but if you would like to contact me personally for counseling, the number is 225-223-9107. Again, 225-223-9107. My email address is doughty, that's D-O-U-G-H-T-Y, dot Karen at yahoo.com. All right, the contact number is 225-223-9107. Is that right? That's right. Email address, Doty, D-O-U-G-H-T-Y dot Karen at yahoo.com. Is that correct? That is correct. All right, e-books are at amazon.com. And what was the other one? Bornesandnoble.com. Mm-hmm. And by all means, visit the website. It has all that information there, which is karendoty.weebly.com. Okay, yeah, I got that. All right, so mm-hmm. if you're in the chat room, we got all that information um, 
uh, for you. And so uh, what I want you to do, Karen, is uh, tell us about any special programs or events or speaking engagements that you have happening soon. Okay, well, one in particular is the Lighthouse Rescue Radio Ministry broadcast. It airs each and every Tuesday at 10 a.m. on WPFC1550am.com. I will also be speaking later on today at the Baton Rouge Children's Advocacy Center, and other engagements are to be announced. Okay, so... um uh, once again, I want everybody to remember how you can uh, get in contact um, with Karen and um, and uh, have her uh, either uh, speak with her or, you know, want to talk to her about counseling or helping you through whatever it is that you are uh, going through. And so um, how long has your um, radio show been on, Karen? Uh, matter of fact, it made its debut February 7th of this year. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and so we're going to open up the phone lines um, for any comments, or if you're in the chat room and you have another question before we close, go ahead and um, uh, type it up. Uh, and, um, and so I'm going to read a comment to you from one of the people in the chat room, and it says, sometimes it's hard when you know the truth, God's word, but the <laughs> negative thoughts overwhelm you. Absolutely, that is true. And mm-hmm. um, by faith you have to believe that the word of God is more powerful than those mm-hmm. negative thoughts. And that's why you have to saturate your mind with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. You've got to saturate right. your life with the Word that's of God. Right. And she says, due to current circumstances. Um, so what uh, you have a, a share with, shared has helped me to clarify what I need to do as a child of God. Isn't that wonderful? It is just a blessing to hear when you know how God uses you really is impacting the lives of his people. Wow, that I, wow. Thank you so much. That is just awesome to hear that, you know, people are being blessed by this radio wow, broadcast and, you know, this conversation that we're having, you know, on today. I know it's real hard to talk about this, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and thank God. And let me tell you, I, I say this all the time. I thank God for books. I really do. I thank mm-hmm. God for books because books are is another man's experience in written form. That's and right. You can reach the multitudes with books. I may not, you know, know everybody name by name, person by person, but Mm -hmm. to write a book and share Mm -hmm. your story and give people strategies on how to get help and get healed, Mm -hmm. and guess what? You can reach the masses from one book. With one book, you can reach the masses. And today, we have so many different avenues to even when you uh, get a book published, like you were saying, you know, if you want e-books, you know, so Mm -hmm. even you can go to Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble and get the same book, but in e-book, digital form, you know, so it's even so many different ways. to um to even get the the word out about the book or, or you know having places where people can actually get the book and so that's uh, right uh and it's also absolutely. convenient ebooks oh, are very convenient very, very you know you convenient. can download it you don't even have to have a Kindle I learned that you can download it on, download it on your computer your your iPhones right. your um wow yeah you can actually download that without uh, having to have a Kindle absolutely. Absolutely, because I, I have um, that on uh, my um, computer and on the laptop, the Kindle, okay. you know, and it mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, and so you might not, and it doesn't cost you anything. You can, that's an app from Amazon.com that's free to download on your computer. You that's know, you go, buy, you go buy you a Kindle, but the mm-hmm. app that you can download on your computer, mm-hmm. they had that before they even created the tablet, the reader, right. rather. Yeah, they mm-hmm. had that, and so um, if that's um, uh 
something like if you like um if you at home and uh you want to be able to read it you can then just download the Kindle on your computer or your laptop and mm-hmm. then you can still purchase it and you know it still sit right there and read it you know without mm-hmm. you know having the um book in your hand and so I want right. to thank you uh so much this has really been an awesome awesome show you know uh I, mm-hmm. I just I really stand on that scripture, and, and you said it earlier, you know, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. It That's is so right. such a powerful thing when people um, give their testimony about how God brought them out, what their journey mm-hmm. was like. You know, it is so powerful to hear um, uh, these testimonies that have been shared. And, you know, and when I open this up for people to talk about their business, their products, or whatever, little did I know that I was going to get a lot of people who, a lot of women, who had mm-hmm. been through some type of abuse, physical abuse, wow. child abuse, had a couple of authors. One lady um, had been through it, um, but she's writing a devotional, so it's, it hasn't come out yet. It's coming out this summer, you know. Um, but it's just it was so mm-hmm. interesting, and everybody had a different story. Wow. They all were brought out by God through the hill, but they all had a different mm-hmm. story about the uh, the way the abuse happened to them. Okay, you okay. know, uh, one lady, the apostle, shared her story and said that when she went to go tell her mom, her mom put a gun to her head. So it's, wow. it's I mean, you know, like you said earlier, you know, everybody, you know, the the the, the way it happened is different, and the extent right, that's correct, can can be the 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 intensity of it, mm-hmm. you know, because you have some people who uh, uh, may, some young women may have gotten uh, sexual abuse, say once or twice, mm-hmm. it's still detrimental. That's right. And then That's you right. have some that oh, horrific situation. I mean, they lived mm-hmm. in fear. I, That's you right. Know, coming home from school, you don't want to go home because you already know that uncle so and so or a cousin or brother or somebody already mm-hmm. knows your whole schedule. They know what That's time right. you're going to get home. And so, for some strange reason, in your young mm-hmm. mind, like, how is he always mm-hmm. over here at this nah. time? You know, I remember years ago a young lady saying. Uh, we were talking about phone, and she had already told me her testimony. We were friends, mm-hmm. and we were talking mm-hmm. about phone, and, and um, she said, oh, uh, here come the uncle that um, had molested me. I said, don't open the door. She was an adult. She was a wow. woman at the wow. time, and she was looking out the window and saw him coming. I said, you are there by yourself. Do not mm. open the door. I'm telling mm. you, don't open the door. Don't open mm. it. She, out of fear, she opened it, but that goes to show you the the way that fear can grip you. Somebody is on the phone telling you, wow, don't, don't even if you don't open the door, mm. he can't get in. And if he starts mm. bamming or shoot, dial nine one one. She didn't mm-hmm. to even do that. So she opens the door, lets him in. A grown woman now, wow. and then he's sitting in there, and we're still talking by phone. And she tells mm-hmm. me that he was drinking beer and vodka at the same time. Wow. That's why I told you not to let him in. He was that's drinking- correct. You know, that spirit knew where to go. It's already intoxicated. So it's already looking for a prey. It's That's already right. looking for somebody to do something to. So he, that spirit, drinking wow. that gin and that beer at the same time, mm-hmm. led him. Now, he doesn't know that you're there by mm-hmm. yourself unless he was somewhere mm-hmm. sitting down watching, you know, the whole time. Right. But if you never left the house, the only way he knows that you're in there by yourself is that he has to be somewhere watching everybody leave at the time That's that correct. they left. And so now he's going to pump himself up, fill himself up with all mm, them spirits. That's right. And the spirit and all that. And now he's knocking on the door. I said, so no. Make himself bolder. Make himself that's... bolder because the word tells you that a man who's involved with strong drink, what he likes to do is fight. So no. he will overpower you because that's of that right. courage that that alcohol gives. And so that's now right. he's in there. 
and now you're scared and terrified because it's the same guy that was doing mm-hmm. all that stuff when you were a young girl. And I said, I'm telling you, the minute he steps outside, you got to lock mm-hmm. that door and you can't let mm-hmm. it. And just so happened, he did something to go back outside and said, girl, lock the door. Close it, lock it. If he wow. gets out of hand, you're going to have to hang up and call 911. Mm-hmm. But in her case, her problem is that she uh, she know that he has an influence over her. Right, that's what I'm by saying. By you being on the phone. Now, see, because you can't protect her, you're not there. You're on the phone with her. So that's not enough security for her. But then, too, he has an influence over her. And, and you're almost in a uh, a zombie situation whereby, you you know, you're, you're hypnotizing. you acting without even realizing you're acting because of this power of influence. Yes, absolutely. This is absolutely. why she let him in. Mm-hmm. That's right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I and, and I realized when I was talking to her because that's a friend I'm talking to. But mm-hmm. immediately when that happened, I realized as a counselor, just the like you said, the influence because right. out of that's fear. Now, now she didn't realize the control she had by having him locked uh-uh. outside. That's she didn't right. realize that she had the control right. because he wasn't in the house. Mm-hmm. But the fear overwhelmed her because she don't know anything about being in control of her situation. That's right. Exactly. And this is and this is my uncle. And so she opened the door, not realizing the minute you opened the door, you turned over control. That's correct. Exactly. When you opened the door, you gave him power. Power. As long as that door was closed, I don't care if you had to push something in front of the door. He can't Mm -hmm. get in. Mm -hmm. You know, he can't get in. And this was just about seven or eight years ago. So you definitely call 911 on him. All Mm -hmm. you had to do was say he's drunk. He's in a drunken right. state, and he's, I, I got a fear he's got to go berserk. He's drunk. Mm-hmm. He looks like he, he's just wasted. They would come mm-hmm. over there, mm-hmm. you know. And so, it, it but it, sh- it, I mean, it just opened up uh, another a perspective for me because I saw, you know, mm-hmm. as an adult that she mm-hmm. still, wow. that girl still reached and opened that door mm-hmm. and let him in. You know, I don't know if. It was the fear of what he might do if she if he doesn't come mm-hmm. in or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. But the bottom line is she opened that door. Opened the and, door, right. And maybe she didn't do anything because she was on the phone and mm-hmm. didn't want to hear, didn't want anybody on the phone to hear anything he said or was, you know, uh-huh. would do. And maybe he stepped outside thinking, okay, well, she going to let me back in, you right. know. Mm-hmm. And so I told her, I said, bingo, bingo, mm-hmm. you got to lock it and don't open mm-hmm. it. And if you uh-huh. need to go well, you got to call me back because you got to be able to show that everything is straight outside, that you can That's get to right. your car. You know, it's so much involved because, they, like you said, it they're is. so sneak and so manipulative. And That's so, right. <laughs> oh, my God, they're so cunning that That's you, I mean, good. they could be hiding somewhere. You don't even know where they are. Mm-hmm. You know, they just creep up on you like, what, where you came from? That's, you know, that so uh, that is the case. I mean, they are good. At perpetrating, they are just mm-hmm. masters at it. That's right, so, they are masters. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And so we have one last comment in the in the chat room. It says emotional abuse can be so subtle because it occurs verbally by criticism, by uh, withhold of needs, etc. This too can be uh, just as damaging as sexual. Absolutely, that emotional yeah. abuse. Oh my God, that's a mind game. You it know. Is. They, um, you know, like you say, like she's saying, they withhold stuff from you. You know, um, I'm not going to love you if you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. well, this is why you got to do it. You got to do it, you know. That's and so they're right. messing with your emotions and all kind of stuff. And, you know, it, it's horrible. Uh, any kind of abuse is just horrible, you that, know. That is the case. But, but, but every last one of those different kinds of abuse have their mm-hmm. own subtleties with it. That's right. How, 
perpetrator manipulates right. it and manipulates it and uses it against you. You know, we did a show. Uh, if you, if the listener wants to go back in the on demand section, we did an actual show on emotional abuse, and we talked okay. about on that um, in, in, on that show during that show we talked about you know in different scenarios how emotional abuse mm-hmm. is used. It can be used in a relationship. You know, you know, um, uh, if you don't do this, I'll stop loving you. And if you mm-hmm. somebody wants to be loved, if your self esteem is low. All you heard is stop loving you. Right. And you do whatever it is that they want you to do. So now they know how to know to manipulate you. So they Mm -hmm. use that, you know, that uh, that abuse, that emotional abuse uh, tactic on you to get them to get what they want from you or to get you to do what they want you to do. So Mm -hmm. it's real subtle. So we dealt we dealt with it. So. Uh, you can go back and listen to uh, to that show, but she's absolutely right. It, you know, it's just as damaging because, again, your emotions, we talked about it last night, is in the mm-hmm. center core of your heart. It's your heart. Your uh-huh. heart, all your emotions, your will, what you're thinking, you know, how you feel about things. So when people are, man, are emotionally abusing you, they're messing with the, they're messing with your heart. That's you know, right. And, and, and that's why the Bible says in uh, Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart. Mm-hmm. With That's all right. the, the out of it bring the issues of life. And we talked about mm-hmm. that last night. Out of it flows the issues of life. Out of That's it flows right. very existence and why you exist the way you do. If we go back mm-hmm. into your heart, we'll find out that the reason why you're cutting yourself or the reason why you're doing it That's is because right. an issue of being abused is That's flowing right. from it's launching itself out and it's showing up in your existence. That's why mm-hmm. you have to heal from it. You got to be delivered from it. It's, That's it's gonna correct. If you don't, a damaged heart kills. That's right. Just even in the natural, if you if you know that you have a heart disease or your heart is not pumping right, mm-hmm. you don't go to the cardiologist and find out what needs to be done. Eventually, mm-hmm. that heart is going to give out and you won't That's be That's right. So a That's damaged right. heart, if you don't heal it, get it fixed, then guess what? Eventually, that heart is going to give out, and you won't even exist. And people get killed. People die from stress. They die mm-hmm. from depression. They That's die right. from all of those mental health issues. You can easily die from certain mental health issues because you don't get the healing that you need. You don't get the help. That's right. Will, if you want to live, like we talked about today, be empowered to live a victorious life. You got to mm-hmm. get your heart right. You got to get your mind right. Because all of those areas, when they're damaged, can cause it. Like you said, it, it, it creates suicidal thoughts. You know, mm-hmm. it causes you mm-hmm. to go into you'll just just you'll do something, just take your life. I'll be better off not here. That's so right, now, exactly. All your family members who don't even know why you went into that state of depression, mm-hmm. now they got to deal with the fact that you had to, you committed suicide. They don't even know what to do with all that. That's so right, got, exactly. Another, like you said, it's another cycle. So somebody in the family is going to be trying to figure out why you did that. Mm-hmm. You know. And God forbid if they are also violated by the same perpetrator. If they ever find out, then they're gonna be repeating that same. Oh my God, no hope for me. That is, that's the she, case. That is yeah, absolutely. So I want to thank everybody for listening, especially those of you who are listening by internet on the phone uh, in the chat room. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your support. Um, uh. Uh, somebody uh, is asking how do you access the, the archives of the show. If you go to the show page, um, at the very very bottom, it'll say on demand. And if you scroll through them, you'll fi- you'll you will find the one all the different all the shows that have been um, uh, re- uh, recorded. It's, they're all out there. And so that's you just go to the show page and then go to the very toward the middle of the page or toward the bottom. You'll say on demand. Then you'll see. Next upcoming show, or then it'll show you right below that on demand, and so that's how you get um, to them. And so to the 
archive show. So uh, thank everybody so much. Karen, thank you so uh-huh. much. It's been an awesome experience. I just love this show. Talking to and you. thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. And so, uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm just excited. And I really want to, we'd love to get involved with STAR. And so um, I'm going to have to contact you about that. Okay, okay. About getting involved with um, volunteering and getting involved with STAR. And that would so, be great. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. So let's say, we're going to stay in contact. We'll do we'll do some more shows, and I'm going to pray that um, uh, people will b- buy your book one way or the other, digital or on your website. Um, okay, great. Um, and again, if you're listening, um, uh, the website address is. Let me find it in the chat room. <laughs> is here. I know. I, oh, here it is. www.karendaughty d o u g h t y dot w e e b l y dot com Weebly, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. correct. Dot com, dot com, and so, and when you go there, it can direct you everywhere. That That's you can correct. Her, you know, <laughs> That's right. It can direct Everything you is there everywhere. at your convenience. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and so. Uh, we do have a young uh, someone. She's not on now, but she was, and she said that uh, she is um, training to be um, a counselor, and that this has really uh, helped her. She hasn't um, specialized yet in a particular area, but she's doing person-centered counseling, and I think that's great. Okay. It is. It is person-centered counseling because it's focused on the person. It's just I love it. I just love it. I I don't need all <laughs> the theories. You know them theories I'm talking about. All that sigma fraud stuff, and huh, that's right. <laughs> Tell nobody want to hear that. Let's get down to <laughs> you know how can we help the people? You know, I guess I was the only one in the class. You know, if people would get all caught up on them theories, and I'm like, whatever. Get down to the theories that help people. I don't want to hear about really. All you know, let's get to the theories that help people that tell us point blank why they think the way they think, why That's they do what right. they do, what happens when they've been abused, what happens when they come when they've been on drugs, what happens when they come off. How mm-hmm. we work with them, how we get them back on track. I don't really mm-hmm. want to know what Sigma said, okay? Because that ain't working. <laughs> That's just a bunch That's of <laughs> junk. You know, I want to just get down to the strategies of helping mm-hmm. people, period. Right. That's correct. You, dealing with adults, how do they learn? You know, uh-huh. um, what's bothering them? What are they dealing with right now at each one of these age levels? You know, how mm-hmm. do I count? Somebody that's forty as compared to as compared to counseling somebody who's fifty five. It's a big difference, you that's know. Correct. So let's get to that. You know. That's correct. <laughs> you know, so I, I, would be, I would do them. Other would just I would struggle through some of them theories because I'd be like, I don't want to hear it. You know, but don't don't do that. You know, if you're in college, you know, uh-huh. go through do what you got to do to get out the class. That's but right. When you, but when you focus on those theories, when those theories mm-hmm. come up that really help people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like that rational emotive therapy. I, I love that because it talks about if this happened and that happened, then this is why you got sick, you know. So I just love that one, you know, like this, it got down to the basics, you know, mm-hmm. irrational beliefs, you know, the mm-hmm. thought like all of that, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, if you're there, stay to, stick with it, stick with it, stick with it. But like they told us when I was at ORU, my counseling professor mm-hmm. said, you have to find one of one, maybe possibly three of these mm-hmm. theories that are in alignment with what you believe. Okay, and wow. Make it yours. You okay, go now in. That's powerful. 
yeah, you you find one to three three theories because you you know one thing not just one theory works. So you got to mm-hmm. get at least uh, maybe about three theories that are mm-hmm. in alignment with what you believe, and wow. then you have to make it yours. Put your special your special touch to the theory. And so mm. I ended up finding those theories when I read the history of the theorists. Uh-huh. I was boys that that had gone to theology school. You know, okay. and maybe okay. something happened in the church or or in the you know. I said, wait a minute, because it starts sounding like Bible stuff, and I was like, so. And then when you read their background, mm-hmm. they may be in uh, seminary and all that kind of stuff, or something happened, and then they just decided to come out to church. And but the bottom, that knowledge was in the church, it was in okay. the theology. So, in certain ones, when you read their background, it's like, well, okay, well now this is making a little sense here. Okay. You know, <laughs> the, and so I found like maybe I think I stopped at three, you know. Okay. And so I find the ones that deal with you know the irrational thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. the um, the uh, thinking errors, the ones that deal with the uh, self-defeating beliefs, the self-sabotaging acts, you know, because the word says for lack of knowledge we're destroyed, you That's know, as right. a man thinks so is he, you know, out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks, you know. Speak. I started That's finding right. that. Those things that align with what my core belief is, those are the mm-hmm. theories that I use, you know, when I'm counseling. Okay. Somebody. Absolutely. You know, and so, um, and then I go find what some of those um, counseling, this, uh, the not counseling, Christian mm-hmm. uh, psychology theories, you know, and see what they say, you know, okay. and then see if I align myself with those. And so um, we, we got this thing covered, you guys. And so. If you need help, Karen gave you the information. We'll put it back out there on the web. On the uh, we'll do a blast on email on what is it? Facebook um, mm-hmm. again. And those who are on my email list, I'll send out a blast with all her her information, her contact information. We're gonna make sure that you get connected to the people that can help you. You know, oh, wow. if nothing else, you know, if nothing else, Karen, maybe in the Baton Rouge area, we can mm-hmm. actually hold a training session. Oh, you know, that, that for, would be great. Yeah. Let's do a training session in the Baton Rouge area for um, people who are wow. lay helpers in the church or maybe they're in um, college right now or maybe they're out mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. they're trying to get their licensure or something like that. Let's, you know, let's do a set, a training session. Uh, we can do it live in Baton Rouge and then we'll put it on the web for those that can't come. We'll do it two different days. Mm-hmm. And we'll okay, do that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Just like the young lady was in the chat room who's studying to be a counselor but haven't specialized yet. And let's just mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about it and we'll zero in on some some critical areas that need to be addressed and how to actually develop those skills. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, I remember when I got to um, what was it uh, class I think we took called counseling skills or whatever, and that's where we learned those probing questions. And boy, I was intrigued okay. with that. Really, because, were you? Yeah, because it was those questions. You know, the people have those aha moments. If you ask right. the right question, the whole face changes. Okay. And you, yeah, when you're talking with them, if you can see them, you know, you want, everything changes when you ask the right question. And you can wow. just sit there at the counter, you know, real cool and everything. But you'll know that you'll you know you hit the nail on the head when you ask the right question. Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. their, when their facial expression changes, you know you're about to have a breakthrough from wow. that one and so um, we'll do that for those of you who are listening by radio. We're gonna do it. We'll, we're gonna we'll let you know when it's ready. We'll put it online. We'll do a webinar or something or a telecall or something. And then we're gonna do something live in Baton Rouge because we need to get people who uh, get them the skills they need to help others. We we can't do this by ourselves. We need That's a right. lot of people involved in this, you know, to That's bring right. some uh, some healing uh, to women, to men, to the body of Christ, mm-hmm. to the community at large. And That's so. Correct. 
once again, I want to thank everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Karen, for joining me um, on today. We're going to close out with prayer, and right after that, you hear the uh, the closing theme. So before we do that, Karen, any last words? Well, I just would like to say this much. Um, by all means, do not deny the power of healing and know that earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and before we go, you know, it says that the, the lady in the, the chat room says that has happened to me in my personal therapy session, the aha moment. And that's what we want. We want wow. you to have an aha wake up moment. We want the mm-hmm. light bulb to come on. So come you on, can, that's uh, right. turn the light on it. You know, uh-huh. and get that darkness out and start walking uh-huh. in the light. That's what we want. We want that light That's to come right. on. Absolutely. So, everybody, let's go to prayer. And um, and we're going to close and just uh, either check back on the show page or if you're on the Facebook or whatever when the next show comes up. I think it's one day next week. And we're going to get back on this here, close this month out with some more powerful women. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless you. Morning, Lord God, we just honor you. And we just pray, Father God, that those who are hearing us have been blessed, blessed, have been empowered to uproot the seed of abuse from their lives. We pray that they've been empowered to live victorious lives. We pray that they've been empowered to recognize that they have been fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are concerned about them. And, Father God, we pray that you would give them everything they need in their spirit at this time to live victorious lives. We thank you, Father God the healing that has taken place through this show, through the replay of this show, through this live broadcast. I just honor you, Lord God. I thank you for everyone that's in the chat room, everyone that's listening by telephone. I pray that God's grace and mercy will come upon your lives and that you will feel his presence in your lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful Saturday. Thank you. 